Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest of And welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, welcoming you to this episode of the show, where tonight we're going to be talking about the Ghoul Geek Keith's film pick of the week from 1990, the class of uh, 1999. Yeah, I almost got those two confused. Wow, because it's fucking so many years. So yes, the class of 1999, from 1990, directed by Mark L. Lester. Uh, so we're going to be talking about that a little later on in the show. We're going to see how 1999 looked in 1990, which is always fun to watch these movies. And it's like, it's 1997, and there's cars that can float on the air. Look at that. But, yeah, we don't have that now, and it's 2022. So, anyway, I just wanted to introduce the bold and the beautiful, the Gold Geek Keith. Hey, Holmes. What's going on? We ready for some gangbanging action tonight at the Chivato. Welcome. Hi. Talking terror. Somebody's a razor head. <laughs> yeah. Glad Good to morning, have you aboard. Time to get the class. Is that Malcolm McDowell? Yes. Did you see my cameo that I sent the monkey? Very well, brother. Very well. <laughs> uh, the, the, the dean is running a little bit late, but we do have the psychotic simian, the mad monkey, the prince from Morris Day. Yes, get funky with the monkey. Yes, King, we're getting more funky than a drunky monkey. So junk junkies funky in your chunky trunk. But enough about my uncle, hey, Jebediah. You know what time it is, right, fans? So slip on those canes and prepare yourself for your fork experience in your ears as we, the Talking Terror crew, are once again your go-to horror podcast for horror news, nerdgasms, and movie reviews. So whether you're listening to us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever your streaming podcast needs to be met, just be sure to spread the love and like and subscribe to Talking Terror on Facebook and Instagram, baby. What's up, friend family? What's up, Mikey? <laughs> What's up, King? All hopped up on that edge. Oh, yeah. Taking a couple of Gotta get that edge. Because I need it, man. I fucking need it. Man, don't judge me. <laughs> Just because I take edge doesn't mean I'm not cool, man. I'm still cool. I'm still me. Yes, yes, that's <laughs> fine. That's fine. But there's a lot of vials around. That's okay, man. Just, you know, I'm saving it for a for a friend. What a motivation to start you off on this episode. So, yes, uh, the Dean is going to be on tonight's episode just running a little bit late. So, with that being said, let's just be fucking nerds and talk about the new Disney Plus series, She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Oh! Oh! Did you have a chance to watch it? watched it. King watched it. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. King actually watched the Disney show. Oh, man. We better, make this, we better like mark this on the fucking calendar here. Watch it twice. Oh, yes, I watched it. That's how much I enjoyed it. So I'll save my opinions for the end. But, uh, Ghoul, what did you think about it? You were the first one to get eyes on it. What did you think about that pilot episode of She-Hulk, Attorney at Law? 
<laughs> you know what? I, first and foremost, I was glad that the uh, that most of what was seen in the trailer was taken care of in the first episode. So I'm looking forward yeah. to to everything else that's now going to come for the rest of the season because most of that was done in quick snippets here and there as opposed to, to all the Hulk stuff that yeah, you kept seeing in the trailers. Uh, aside from that, it was exactly what I expect. It's, you know, it, it's more on the humorous side of things. It's a, a female variation of the Hulk with a lot of, you know, female-centric humor and, and some tongue-in-cheek, uh, you know, uh, Deadpool type of fourth wall breaking. So we will uh, we'll see. I am hopeful and, and hoping that the series just continues an upward trend. Uh, I liked what I saw, and I'm, I'm going to hope it keeps going in the right direction. Awesome. Monkey, what did you think about She-Hulk? Turning it off. <laughs> this is never going to get old, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It, it came out of the gate strong as fuck. It really did, man. Um, came out there. It was throwing it in your face, uh, not not dragging in any way, shape, or form. Throwing the jokes out there, but at the same time, like the ghoul had said, a, a lot of strong female voice behind this. The diva really, really enjoyed the whole rant that was in episode one about controlling your anger and how it has to be how it is to be a woman in society and having to keep yourself in check and not being mansplained to the entire time and shit like that. She really, really dug that, you know, and yeah, things like this need to be said, need to be put out there for people that don't know that this shit exists because they're naive as fuck to the rest of the world. But yeah, coming out strong and yeah, uh, hoping it just keeps going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I agree with all the, both of your sentiments. I thought it was hilarious. Like I said, I watched it twice. Um, I love Jennifer Walters, the character. Uh, the actress that plays her was great, uh, especially when she hulks out. Um, having Mark Ruffalo kind of be in the first episode to be her kind of trainer. You know, if you're going to be a Hulk, this is what you have to do. And she's like, excuse me, I'm a fucking woman. I know how to do this with this. I'm out of here. And he's like, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 I'm out of here. Like, just having that strong type of female lead who really just knows how to take care of it. He's got books upon books. You're about and she's to like, go yeah. on a years-long journey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have time for your shapers. You know, I'm good. So I, I enjoyed that. I, I enjoyed the fact that it was cheesy, that it broke the fourth wall, like the Gould said, kind of like Deadpool. You know, I'm an attorney at law. A woman? Yeah, a woman. And I could hulk out when I want to, like you know, see at the end of the episode. But and I also enjoyed that there were calls to – you know, the, the, the blip, you know, and how that's where Bruce went. This is his island, and that him and Tony Stark built a bar together. And they were just like, you know what, that's how we bonded. We built this bar, and we hung out here, and we went over our research. And, of course, I, I do like the post credit sequence where we find out that Captain America fucks. Especially because she has the whole time chart up there and, you know, explaining everything that was going on. You know, in 1941, he was here. In 1942, he was here. In 1943, he was here. He was a really busy guy. So I'm kind of saying, Captain America's a virgin. 
<laughs> just to have it end on that. Captain America fucks. Like, you, know, you can't do it for Disney Plus, but you could have the fuck, like, you know, and end it right there because you know what she said. But it's, it's it was a hilarious way to kind of do that. And, uh, you know, I enjoy I'm looking forward to, to more of the humor and what they're bringing because it stepped it up. It was fun. And I think that it's going to be a fun show. I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah, I'm with you guys. I finally have a Disney Plus Marvel show. I, could be like, I, I saw the porn and and Captain America clearly yeah, me too. Black Widow in it. You know, so. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so I, I, I saw it in that one. <laughs> so so yeah. did Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah, they all took turns. Does anybody want to know my thoughts on it? I do. Oh, did What's you your watch? Thoughts? Did you no, watch, I didn't it? watch it? No, he didn't. Well, okay. Well, welcome to the show, Dean. <laughs> um, Thank you. Uh, uh yeah. We love you, Dean. We're gonna throw yes, on please, please carry on. I was, I was only, I was only kidding. Please carry on. <laughs> carry on. Uh, I, I, yeah, I do have one. Yeah, I do. I do have one thing to put out there that I'm curious about uh, for King and Ghoul is, you know, because Tony Stark is gone. Stark yeah. Enterprises has been consumed by the government, you know, because in, mm-hmm. um, in the Spider-Man movie they, you know, um, took all the Stark tech. So now yeah. we're dealing with a world where we're going to be having less and less dark tech, you guys think? And it's going to be – we're going to go away from the high-tech stuff that was the first wave of Marvel movies that was all highly you know, influenced by Tony and maybe pull away from that and maybe a more grounded world of Marvel in the upcoming phases? I mean, I have my nope. thoughts, but uh, go. what do you think? Uh, no, I think uh, I think there's going to be specifically a series, Armor Wars, that is going yeah. to focus heavily on Tony's armors and, and what's left on that. You've got Iron Heart coming up in the new, uh, yeah. you know, in the, in the new Black Panther film. You've still got Shuri. You've got a lot of tech savvy characters that are still. Going to be alive and kicking, and uh, and fully capable of working with Tony's designs and and making their own stuff, you know. So I, I think we're going to still continue to see technology and and stuff that we've always come to know as far as Marvel goes. I do think that you know bringing in characters like Daredevil and stuff like that, guys that don't operate on the large scale front, you know, and like kinda like we saw in the mm-hmm. Netflix series with, with Luke Cage and Daredevil yeah. and, and Iron Fist to a degree. We do have guys yeah. that are gonna be focused where did he learn martial arts? Um you know, guys <laughs> that will be focused on that, that New York you know, the small scale stuff. And you know that that I that's what I enjoyed about those Netflix series. You know, it wasn't all fucking world-ending shit. It was like, hey, this gangster is being a fucking douchebag and killing people in Harlem. Let's let's take care of this. You know, superhero work doesn't yeah. always have to be fucking you know world-ending events. No, I mean Daredevil proved that by micromanaging the shit out of Hell's Kitchen. That was his whole fucking deal. Like I just I only care about Hell's Kitchen. Everyone else sucks. Hell's Kitchen, my place. So he, that's, you know, what he did. But I think with Stark Industries being uh, absorbed by the government, we're still going to see that tech. It's just going to be government kind of modified tech on Stark's design. So, yeah, that tech's never going to go away. It's always going to be there. There would be Justin, tools to kind of toss Justin it away. Justin Hammer will be working with it. I, I oh, heard okay. the Stark oh, company was purchased by Vought International. 
Maybe. <laughs> that would be interesting. But, yeah, so we'll see with, with all these new things coming out, you know, in the Marvel uh, new phase and with the Disney Plus shows. So I'm hoping that we see, you know, stuff like you said, Monkey, and we move forward with Iron Man technology. We move on with the mysticism of some of the superheroes. And just like we said with Daredevil or Luke Cage, where it's just like we just beat them up. You know, we're in Harlem, we're in the oh. kitchen, we're just beating the fuck out of people. We're just worried about our block. Right, yeah, because who else is going to worry about it? Nobody. So we'll take care of <laughs> Their purpose, you know. Spider-Man's worried about all New York. You know, you don't have to worry about that. Just focus on one neighborhood, Spider-Man. You don't have to be that big. We, we get it. You're a spider. You're a man. Just stop worrying about all New York. That's Spider-Man's whole thing. He's the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, you know. So, so handling New York is, is Spider-Man's deal. Mm-hmm. And it always has been. All right, so moving on from that, Dean, we have you here. Uh, horror news is up. What do you got for us? What are we talking about tonight? Oh, there are so many things to talk about, but I did want to mention, because I know I put it so in the group last night, that I finally, <laughs> after, a, after, after four long months, I finally received my uh, 4K Ultra HD uh, copy of Dog Soldiers. Uh, yeah, you did. feel like we were broadcasting and might have seen an announcement about that being released like during the show and like brought it up and then like yeah. ordered it right there mm-hmm. in the moment. And it, I didn't, you, did? you know, I, 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 <laughs> it was so long ago uh, that that was like a real advanced <laughs> like pre-order. Um, but I went to put it on last night and when I put in, so it comes with two discs. There's the, the UHD 4k version and then there's also mm-hmm. like a like a DVD version, like a Blu-ray, a regular right. Blu-ray, standard Blu-ray. And I yeah. uh, went to put in the UK, uh, the UHD 4K disc, and uh, my PS5 was telling me it, it couldn't read the disc. So I confirmed, like I had to look, go, not to be sure, but I knew I was, and I confirmed that the PS5 can support the 4K UHD disc. And it, I took it out, put it back in, like nothing, nothing, nothing. And I then was like, what the fuck? And I was getting frustrated because it was like late and I was stoned and I was like wanting to watch it. <laughs> and I then got the regular DVD version and put that in and said, all right, well, let's see what happens. And same thing. Didn't fucking work. So I'm like going out of my fucking mind. Oh, and, dude. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't try. No, no, no. Hold on. Did hold you, on. I'm getting there. Did, did you blow Never on the DVD? Never in my again? life. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there, right? Why do you so always have to my pick and choose? When you use the fucking thing on your, on your like, Google Maps or whatever, do you always pick the longest path to get to the fucking destination? <laughs> I don't feel that there's any superfluous information in this story whatsoever. And no. finally, I learned <laughs> that on the PS fucking 5, when you have it mm. in the horizontal position, you got to put the fucking disc in upside fucking down. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, and you stand, and this is opposite. So apparently, with the PS4, when the PS4 was standing up, whatever direction you would enter the disc, when you laid the PS4 down, you would still enter the disc in the standard way with the label facing up. But for whatever yeah, reason, yeah. with the PS5, it has been reversed. So 
if you have your PS5 stationed in the vertical position, which I do, versus I'm sorry, in the horizontal position, which I do, versus the vertical, when you insert any any game disc or or DVD, you have to have the label side down, which I have never seen on any fucking thing that I've ever owned in my entire life. So then, of course, wow. I went back and put in the 4K UHD disc with the with the label facing down, with the disc side facing up, and it and it works perfectly. Um, huh. <laughs> it was it was a very I mean, frustrating. I, you know, wow. this, this whole thing took roughly to three show. and a half to four minutes, but it was a very stressful three and a half to four minutes. <laughs> it, 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 it sounds like it from from your description. But, you know, it's funny, too, because since I, I also have the PS5, it just goes to show you that I have yet to even use physical media with it because I've never <laughs> put a fucking disc in that thing. I don't even know if the disc drive works on the fucking thing. I, I've never All right, had so to let me ask you in. this. Keep your PS5 in the vertical or the horizontal position. The fucking horizontal because the thing's so goddamn gigantic. Where the hell do you have room to put that thing vertically? You would need like a fucking, you would need a room with like a giant entertainment center in order to put this thing vertically. Yes. Just standing up. So, it's so let me. Two, it's it's what probably seventeen to twenty inches tall. Holy Something fuck. like that. <laughs> yeah, the thing is a fucking monster, man. The thing's a beast. But let me ask you this, school. Fucking ridiculous. When the time comes, when the time comes, when you say, "Oh, I am going to play this disc," what would you? Never going to happen. How would you insert the disc? Label <laughs> spacing up, correct? He would well, have you his know kid what? do it. I, I would actually, <laughs> before I would put any disc inside of the PS5, I probably would have put it in my Xbox Series X. <laughs> And it would just go in normal direction, and I wouldn't have to worry about it because, you know, they, they weren't asshats that decided to put the fucking disk drive in upside down in their system, which is probably what happened but, with all of their fucking – But, again, that all also – their craziness that, and making, you know, these kind of decisions for, like, digital copies. Because, remember, you've got the, the PS5. There's a digital version and a disk version. So somewhere in the yes. fucking, like, the design, they were so busy doing – all of this for that, and hey, we wanted to do this, and we're going to put this in there. Somebody fucked up and put the damn disk drive in upside down. (laughs) (laughs) Well, whatever happened, whatever happened, it happened. And, you know, you're saying, oh, I would do the Xbox. But what I'm saying is, if you put a disk into the PS5, I'm assuming that you would put the disk in with the label facing up. Of course, because that's how you normally do everything. Right. You don't, exactly. you don't do it upside down. Because so now you can understand like, the, the frustration. The part. Yes. So <laughs> now you can understand the frustrations I was feeling as it like so why it wasn't working. But anyway, so Absol- once absolutely. I sorted out, once I sorted out that problem, uh, I started up no problems whatsoever, and it's been a very long time since I've watched Dog Soldiers. I mean, we're talking years. And I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. actually not even sure. And it might have even been my pick. Have we ever even covered it for the show? Yeah, yes. this. That's the only right. time I've ever seen it. So. Me too. No, you. We saw it together, dude, in the late night stoner DVD days when I fucking got it on original DVD. Oh, but anyway, okay. well, um, I, that DVD I, I saw it then. I saw it, then, it and I saw it. I saw it when we covered it on the show. And I think, and I think, even on that, I would have to go back to that episode to find out. But I'm pretty sure on that episode, uh, you know, I said the same thing because you were like, "I've never seen this." And then I was like, "No way, man!" With the part uh, when they're in the house 
and they have the one sergeant in the bed, and he's injured. And, like, I, I don't remember what the line was, but there was a fucking line that happened that we were fucking dying laughing about. And I had to, like, remind you of that. But anyway, uh, I didn't watch the whole movie because it was late. And I watched about half of it. And, uh, you know, my memories of seeing it is from my, like, original DVD that I got a million fucking years ago. And my memories of the DVD was that uh, even though we're watching this film and it's like a, you know, like a, like a modern era film and it's on DVD, that, like... Everything was kind of dark and, like, a little bit grainy. Like, the picture quality was yeah. not excellent. Um, now, I want to say, for the 4K UHD uh, new, uh, new version, uh, it is not the greatest uh, UHD uh, 4K version of anything that I've seen before, but they have done a remarkable job of, like, cleaning up the film uh, and presenting a new level of clarity in picture and image. Um, I was really impressed with, with what you were able to see, uh, compared to, and again, we're going on old memories here. Um, you know, I was really impressed with what they were able to do with it. And that was one of the thoughts I had when I originally pre-ordered it was like, man, like I remember my original DVD copy, like it wasn't great. You know, I wonder, I wonder what kind of improvements will be made. And, and they, and they did a really great job and I'm really pleased to have it. And I know you guys know that I don't have much in the way of, of uh, like tangible media that you hold in your hands when it comes to viewing movies. Um, you know, I have a few Blu-rays. I have the, you know, the Friday the 13th box set. Um, you know, yeah. a few DVDs that I held on to when I purged all of my shit. But I'm, I'm totally thrilled that I got it. And I'm probably going to go back and watch the second half of it tonight. Because I was totally digging it last night. You did a really good song. Yeah, I'm looking and forward I'll make to sure. the... Well, the disc is already in the player, so I don't have to remember. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I don't have to worry about putting it in, Ra. Now, I'm, I'm serious, because I bought, like I said earlier, I bought my tickets for the uh, the full IMAX Jaws presentation that's going on, you know, Labor Day weekend, and I am so oh, I can't wait. stoked. Yeah. Like, I ha- I ha- I, I'm Dude, sure yeah. I have the 4K version I'll be there of Jaws, too. but I cannot wait to see that shit on that fucking screen. Dude, yeah. I, I, I guess, and maybe, maybe you know, because sometimes too. this is some shit, school, uh that, that you have some info about. But after you said that, I had forgot that this was happening. And immediately after you messaged that today, I was like, oh, fuck. This is something that I don't want to fucking miss. And I know I posted a picture of that Jaws book that my wife just brought back from Martha's Vineyard for me. She was visiting Martha's yeah. Vineyard. Um, and I totally forgot about the IMAX Jaws. And... Uh, by the way, that book, and I only know I, I know I only posted a picture of the cover, but I I, I was texting with the ghoul separately yeah, about it. That is like a, a a heavy yeah a video of like Beautiful. page flip. That is a heavy duty book, uh, a thick book with a million pages, tons of never before seen photographs. I cannot wait to dig into it. That's it's a, it's a it's a beautiful fucking book. So if you are if you are really a Jaws person, I I couldn't recommend it more. But uh, my point is, after the ghoul said today about buying his IMAX ticket, I was like, oh fucking shit, I forgot about that. And I remember we talked about that on the show. So I looked it up, and I will also have the opportunity to see it in some capacity here uh, when it comes to IMAX. But there is also, and this is my question, uh, there was also listed, there was like IMAX, but then there was also that like real D, 3D. Uh, should, mm-hmm. should I go for the IMAX or should I go for the real D thing? I mean, yeah, I'm going, no, I'm going for the real D. I'm going on Sunday the 4th. Yeah, I'm going Sunday the 4th uh, at 1 o'clock. And it's in uh, 3D, IMAX 3D. 
So and that's so you're going, going for the going real for. D3D. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Google, you're going for the IMAX. Yeah, I'm going. I just, with I just don't. Screen. You know what it is? My issue with the 3D is it's it's not a movie that was made in 3D to begin with. So now you're looking at a post-conversion film. Now most 3D movies in general are darker. Um, part of the treatment, I guess, is gonna because you know they've got the however they they do the 3D, it darkens the overall picture. Um, I want to see this thing in its its full on clarity. I want fucking you know again. I want that gigantic screen. As of right now, there's literally two seats taken in the theater, and it's me and Samantha. You know what I mean? Like fucking, <laughs> she's and it's gonna be her first time ever seeing Jaws. So, oh, wow. you know, it's, it's uh, like oh, right now it is just the two of us in a gigantic fucking theater. And yeah. And you know what? I'm sure more people are going to obviously get tickets and go, but it is the idea of just being there yeah. and having like a private screening of Jaws on IMAX is giving me like fucking, yeah, it's giving me wood, man. I fucking dig it. All right, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm going to, maybe I'm going to have to do, have to do the IMAX, man. Seeing it for the fucking first time on fucking IMAX. And how old is that kid oh. now, man? Damn, 12, cool. 12, 12, years old, never seen fucking Jaws, IMAX experience. Jesus fucking Christ, am I jealous? Uh, you know, my first time was like on a, on a, on a regular small, probably fucking 26 inch fucking tube television, like on fucking channel yep. 11 or something. Um, you know, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, I've seen, uh, like I've seen it on a version on like a, like a, like a, one of those. You know, and this could be this could be fucking seven years ago already. Uh, but I've seen like the the 4K scan uh, and 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 everything. But the IMAX experience, geez, I think I'm, I mean I'm I'm going regardless. But I was debating which one to go for. So I think IMAX might be the way to go. But man, uh, to see yeah. that shit for the first time in IMAX, holy holy cannoli oh. and cool. Yeah. I truly believe somewhere. Uh, maybe and I have like a, like an old steamer trunk in, in Nicole's mom's basement. I think I even have Frank's VHS tape that was missing one of the one of the windows, like that cover the film. You know, there's like a window on each side of where you would put the label. I, you, you, uh-huh. know, you know what I'm talking about? Like I think I yeah. still fucking have that tape, and it was Frank's. No shit. So you have my <laughs> I might still have VHS it. copy of Jaws. <laughs> it's very possible. I do. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not saying well, yes. You do- Okay, well, if you do end up coming across it at any point, please send it back. I don't have many things left. I absolutely will. I absolutely will. And I know, and and I'm sure you're just not remembering, but I've definitely brought this up on the show probably every time Jaws has come up. But um, (laughs) but I can't I can't guarantee that I that it's still there. But I'm I'm pretty sure that I have it, and I'm pretty sure I know where it is. And it's in New Jersey. But next time I'm there, which will be December, I will I will certainly take a look because every time we're in New, New Jersey in December. And Christmas morning, we go to Nicole's mom's house before we go to, like, the rest of her family for Christmas. I go down into the basement, and I open up my old trunk and just, like, sit with my old shit for a minute and, like, touch it and, like, enjoy it. So um, I will I will certainly look in, in there because it's possible that that VHS tape is in there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so with uh, my ticket, I'm going on Sunday at 1 o'clock. I'm going to see it in 3D and IMAX. I'm the only one in that theater right now. Like, I have C- C12, and I'm the only person in that theater. I'm like, please, don't anybody go see it on Sunday. Come on, be by myself. <laughs> Just sitting in the IMAX theater and watching Jaws, you know, and I got the seat right next to the stairs, you know, so I was like, I could easy exit. But, man, 
I just I needed to see it in 3D. I was like, I just need to see it just with the glasses on in IMAX. So I was like, I just I'm hoping it's such a great time, but I wasn't gonna miss it. I was like, I'm so stoked. Like as soon as the ghoul said he got his ticket, I was like, fuck yeah, dude, I'm getting mine. <laughs> and if you I don't even know that I've ever seen an IMAX movie. It, 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 wow. Hi, but <laughs> if you're not sure about the IMAX or the real D, just you know, the real D is the same one that was done for Avatar, your favorite movie of all time. So it's gonna oh, be yeah. that. Clearly. So it's so it's gonna be that uh, you know version a- afterwards a- after they've redone oh, done yeah. it like the ghoul has said. But and, and look, look you say that about Avatar, but what I'm saying is when I saw the first Avatar in in the theater with the 3D, it was a thrilling fucking experience. And then I left the theater and kind of never thought of it again. You know, so like <laughs> it's not like I, I don't have anything bad against the movie. I just, I just, I just, you know, I just don't think that four sequels is a, is a, is a, that are going to cost like a billion to fucking dollars is a, is a wise business event. Yeah, no, it's, agree, it's true. And, and yeah, I, I, I fell asleep during it, so I can't even say that I enjoyed it. I put the glasses on, I'm like, wow, all right, and then fell asleep for like an hour. So my girlfriend was very not happy with me. She enjoyed it. I don't know. I woke up and I was like, oh, what's happening? Oh, yeah, more of the fucking alien shit. Okay. <laughs> Uh, how could she tell you were asleep? You were supposed to have your glasses on. She can't see through those. Well, because I started slumping over at one point, and she's like, oh, he's out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, the, loud loud just snoring, the loud snoring was, was <laughs> really what chipped her off. I might have ripped the fart or two, you know, because I was sleeping and I was relaxed. I don't know. <laughs> like she knew I was asleep, though. And she didn't wake me up. She was like, that's fine. I'm enjoying this. I was like, thank you for not waking me up. I was like, because I wasn't missing anything. I was like, ooh, ah, you know, I just fell asleep. So, yeah, so that was my experience with Avatar and never thought about it again, just like, the, you know, the Dean said. Never really thought about it again. Yeah, I should watch it on TV. I, I have not seen it since seeing it in the theater. And, yeah, probably, yeah, obviously, I'm going to go see it, the sequel, when it comes out. Um, I'll probably, you know, if they do a – a re-release of the original prior or I'll go see that in mm-hmm. the theater again because, I mean, that's the only way I remember seeing it and that reason is because I feel like that was the only true way to experience it. So, And I'm, I'm hoping that experience kind of, you know, I, I hope it doesn't feel all that lessened. You know, I, I hope it's still a, an enjoyable ride through, through yeah. the world of, uh, I don't even remember what the fucking world is called. Uh, uh, Avatar. That's what it was called. Avatarville. <laughs> Avatar Island. I don't know. I don't remember. Fucking, I, I think they're called like the Navi. Or the Navi or something. Yeah, Ferngully. That's Ferngully. Yeah, they're, they're the Navi. <laughs> I, I forget what their land was called, though. Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Oh, Feliz. Feliz. <laughs> Bienvenue. Feliz Navidad. Like, wow, cool. We're here. All right. <laughs> gully. But all right, Dean. Moving on from Dog Soldiers, what are we talking about with Moving on uh, from Dog Soldiers. Uh, between uh, running from September 22nd through September 29th uh, is going to be a film festival dubbed Fantastic Fest. And at yes. uh, Fantastic Fest, we'll see the premiere of director Philip Escott's documentary, the Legacy of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is being Hell filmed yeah. as a journey, a journey into the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, exploring the elements that 
garnered the film its cult status, and this documentary will be featuring uh, numerous interviews with franchise alumni, but a, a deep dive into the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And speaking of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, boys, guess where I'll be on Saturday in Gettysburg, meeting the hitchhiker and grandpa in costume. As pretty oh, that's this Saturday? Grandpa and his hitchhiker, yep. So I will yeah, have a photo right. off of them and meeting them. cool so they you don't call security on you, buddy, right? Yeah, well, I hope so. You know, I hope they do. You know, big-ass leather face gets dragged out, you know, by security. But, no, it's going to be a fun time. The photo op's going to be good. They're going to be in costume. I'm going to be in costume, you know. Uh, so I'm very excited to, to meet those two and get them to sign Becky, my blade, and my chainsaw, which John Dugan said he would. So mm-hmm. messenger confirmation that he will sign it for $30, which is actually really cheap. I was like, you know what, that's on the soft side. You can sign the blade, and Ed Neal, the hitchhiker, can sign the other and get that photo up. But like I said, costume changes. So I'm going to meet some other people. So i got to put on my Linda Totally shirt to meet PJ Souls. And Tyler Dean Fuck and yeah. uh, Kimberly back. And, uh, the the, yeah, the king is usually running back and forth to his fucking car to be changing his outfit all day. I am. Yeah. Just it's get, like a total, total thing. You should just design your outfits to be like fucking tear away. You know what I mean? You just fucking tear <laughs> the one right <laughs> off and boom. <laughs> there you are. It's throwing in my backpack and he's going. Yeah, if he does that, he'll be showing up like Ralphie's brother in the Christmas story with his fucking arms out. You know, I can't put my arms down. Would be appropriate. Why is face? So, yeah, I'm excited for that documentary. I know Jill Six is a part of it, who we interviewed on the show for the stylist. So, yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre isn't going away. And I do hope to ask John and Ed about that fucking movie that came out earlier this year. Like, eh, they didn't even mention you guys. That sucked, huh? Maybe not worded like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not like that, but still. Uh, just, I'm just excited for it. And, uh, you know, Chris LaMartina, who directed WNUF Halloween Special, is going to be there. You know, he's got his new movie out out there, the Halloween mega tape, which I did buy. Uh, so I'm excited to meet him and talk to him about the movie. And, and uh, you know, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, just the costume changes are going to be hard. Got to figure it out, plan it out just right. All right, almost time for the photo op. Got to jump in the leather face mode. Got to get you out of You can do it, Kate. We, we, we all have faith in you. Yep, you'll be fine. Absolutely. Just take a, back, <laughs> take a backpack and change it in the bathroom. Yep. <laughs> Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. I, I will post as many pictures as I can on the Talking Terror page, but I'm looking forward to it. So, all right, moving well, away from Fantastic Fest and Legacy. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get there. All right, what are we talking about next, team? I will tell you, in the world of video games, Evil Dead the Game is currently out there uh, chugging along, and they have announced yeah. that the Army of Darkness Demon class is going to be released to the game next month. Uh, So that is some news for the Evil Dead game. And then also, uh, the Predator Hunting Grounds game is going to be adding the Bone Mask from Prey. Oh, nice. It's a good DLC. Say we pray. Pray. Say we pray. Pray. (laughs) We got to pray just to make it today. (laughs) Damn, taking it back there, go. (laughs) Ooh, all the way back. And uh, Evil Dead, the game is also adding Mia from the Evil Dead remake as part of a downloadable concept. So you could play as Mia in the game, which I think is awesome that they're including the remake in it as well. So Evil Dead, the game, very popular. People are having a lot of fun. 
cool. I'm glad people are getting out there and actually playing it. That is very, very cool. <laughs> but what about the other one about the clowns? You gonna talk about that? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Hold your slow okay. your roll. I'm in the video game mode right now. Uh, but That's right, in 2023, baby. there is going to be the Killer Clowns from Outer Space video game. Uh, this is going to be available for PS5, uh, the first uh, PCs, uh, PS4, PS5, Xbox Series, and Xbox One, uh, and it is going to give you the option to play as the clowns or to play as Crescent Cove citizens. Uh, one hmm. note to that is that featured clowns include uh, Jimbo. Uh, sorry, Jumbo, Shorty, Chubby, Spiky, and Rudy, uh, but the citizens are going to be generic citizens such as teen, biker, cop, punk, redneck, etc., etc. So you will not Ooh. be playing as the actual human characters from the film. All right. So, this, Monkey, I, how hard did you have, have, when you uh, saw that trailer? Hold on. Oh, you have definitive confirmation that this is coming to consoles because everything I saw was PC yes. only. I have no, definitive console. confirmation that this is coming to consoles. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Very, very Lucky this being yours, I mean, yes. Yes. how hard and did you then, come um, you saw that trailer? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, because <laughs> right now, if you want to, you can go to killerclowns.com, the, the game or something like that, and go and sign yourself up if you are a PC gamer and uh, set up for beta testing, all right? So if nice. you are okay. out there and want to get, want to get there into video game testing, here you go. Here's the big catch, though. All right, they're going to sit there and ask you some questions, all right? You go through okay. and you answer the questions. If you, all right, and they're going to ask, have you ever uh, tested a game before? And if you really, really want to test this game, do not answer no. It will immediately get you disqualified. So if you oh, actually want to sit there and get yourself, inv- if you actually want to get yourself involved with the beta testing, say you've done play testing before, and then you will get onto the waiting list for PC users to do the beta test of Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I, so I they're definitely <laughs> expecting feedback on all this shit. Like I've beta tested before for. Uh, Mm-hmm. World of Warcraft for some of the uh, the early releases on their uh, their updates and shit like that back when I was playing that all the time and uh, and yeah like as far as like feedback went they were like yeah you know we want you to beta test the game and blah 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 you know just send us reports of this and that or if you find any glitches and you know I'm like yeah sure sure will and yep nope never did <laughs> <laughs> well I went ahead, I went ahead and sent a link to my son because he has a fucking monster PC. That I had custom yeah, built, <laughs> yeah. and and then I sent it to the dude who actually built his PC because he has done game testing in the past as well. So th- they're both excited to you know, and they've already signed up for it. So whether or not they get in, we'll see. If my <laughs> if they do, I will sit there and <laughs> leak whatever information I can get from them. <laughs> there you go. Yes, tell me about it, bitch. What you see? What you see? <laughs> Don't forget your NDAs. Oh, yeah, well, sneak that past. Can't say what it was about, but I could say it was there was clowns and there was people. And they were killer. And they clowns. were killer. <laughs> <laughs> and there was cotton candy guns, which the monkey does own one. 
He's the authority. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> and it's so pretty. <laughs> but at the same time, like with with you know, they had the short for Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando. They got the game coming out. It's like, come on, Chiodo Brothers, can you not just pitch the sequel to a studio like Shutter or Netflix? You know, get us a sequel, proper one. Like I think that hey, was the time. It's going to be about let's not, let's, Ooh, Okay. Let's not forget. Some months ago, Sorry? I reported right here on this uh, on this portion of our program that they were uh, putting together pitches that they were trying to get together with some of those companies yeah. that you just referenced. So it is something You're that's right. in the works. And just because we haven't received, and, and I have no skin in the game, I don't, honestly, I could care less either way. Uh, just because <laughs> things have not been <laughs> announced uh, doesn't necessarily mean uh, that this is not something that we might end up seeing sometime in, in the in the in the in the future. I really hope yeah. so. I really do because I've wanted a Killer Clown sequel for the longest time. I mean, I know the monkey is the authority of Killer <laughs> Clowns, but I I love it no. too. Uh, it's a no. great fucking movie. Um, but you know, if if Netflix can keep throwing Zack Snyder millions of dollars to make movies, like come on, Chiota Brothers, just throw him some money too. You know, well, yeah, Zack yeah, Snyder isn't the only guy making movies. They they're coming off right now with a little bit of clout. You know, they created that whole. Uh, they did a lot of the work on Marcel. that Marcel the Shell, and yeah. uh, that's got mm-hmm. a lot of lot of lot of heat going for it right now. So it I does. think Dean actually went yeah. and saw that, didn't you? Did what you? did I go and see? Marcel the Shell. Marcel the Shell. I did. I saw Marcel the Shell with shoes on in the theater. Was it good? Uh, like it? it was it, it was interesting, you know. Uh, you know, it's not something I necessarily would have pursued on my own. Uh, right. Marcel the shell with shoes on is something that my wife has been very into for a long time and swears that there was a time where okay. we both like got a kick out of it, but I had zero recollection of it. And uh, we saw that it was playing, and uh, you know, she certainly has taken uh, plenty for the team in accompanying me to all the fucking weird, not necessarily horror, but all kinds of weird. Uh, shit I wanted to see via uh, via film or, or, or music. So, you know, I was like, all right, let's go see it. So I did. I saw it, and it was entertaining. Oh, great. Because I do want to see it, actually. Because I saw the trailer for it, and I'm like, oh, that's good. So I actually do want to check out Marcel and the show with shoes on. So. And then the Chiodo Brothers are behind it. So, yeah, like the, the ghoul said, maybe this gets traction. And maybe we can get something going with Killer Clowns, with the video game, with the attraction in Orlando and Hollywood. But Time will tell. All right, so moving on, Dean. Uh, what else is going on? What are we talking about? Let's see what we're talking about. In the big news that uh, probably has our very own king of horror very excited, uh, it's been announced Ooh, okay. that on October 28th, 29th, 30th, and 31st of this year, with tickets available now, there is going to be a nationwide screenings of the original George Romero, Dawn of the Dead, featuring a brand new 3D conversion uh, by producer Richard P. Rubenstein, uh, who has been Mm -hmm. supervising this conversion process uh, frame by frame. Uh, This is coming to 250 regal cinemas across the USA. Uh, Again, it will be a four-day run from the 28th to the 31st of October. Uh, There will be a minimum of six screenings at each location, and tickets are currently available on the Regal website. 
Not around here. I checked. No Pennsylvania oh. trains around here. I checked every location that's nearby, even like York and, you know, King of Prussia. And, yeah, there are no screenings of Dawn of the Dead uh, for me to go see. But, anyway, Regal will file for bankruptcy, so let's see how long they last. Yeah, but, the company you know, that owns um, Yeah. I will yeah, be. Yeah, world. If I decide to, to make the journey, uh, I will have to venture in San Francisco, uh, which is not that far, I feel like. Uh, no, I was looking yeah, at some of cool. the, the, the areas, and, you know, I, I'm looking at just like a 45-minute journey, so that's not all concerning to me at all. Uh, what I am no. excited to find out is if in the, in the famous clown music pie fight scene, if the pies will be in 3D flying out of the screen. I, I can't wait to learn I that. hope so. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine you buying a ticket and traveling 45 minutes to see a movie that you don't like. But if you do, you I, know, enjoy Hey, it. hey, hey, slow, slow down there, King. I never once ever have said that I don't like Dawn of the Dead. I have never said that in any way, shape, or form. What I have said nope. is that I feel that Day of the Dead is a superior film and that I feel that Dawn of the Dead 2004 is more entertaining. I never said I didn't like Dawn of the Dead. I did say well, it's one of the uh, most overrated films in the genre given the, the, the Mount Rushmore see, level right pedestal there. that it's often put upon. <laughs> right I never there, said I don't like it. Overrated? Uh... I, I, I wouldn't say that. I, I respect Day of the Dead as well, but I wouldn't say Dawn of the Dead is overrated. You know, I think it's one of the more fun movies, but, I mean, that's, you know, like I said, I've never really gotten an aspect of you being positive about it. So that's why I said that. You know, I'm not quoting you. I'm not saying that you said, I hate that movie. It sucks. No, never said that. But just you've always pointed to the remake and you've always pointed to Day of the Dead. So, you know, I mean, that's fair. And that's fine. And I like fine. to do it I mean, because it, it ruffles your feathers as well. But I enjoy it because I get it enough on, on Facebook with these people that have just started watching horror movies. And they're like, you know, that movie sucked in the 70s. And there's, you know, bikers. And, you know, this, the remake is so much better because it's got a zombie baby and it's got Ving Rains. I'm like, that's it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cracking my knuckles to get ready to type out a paragraph. <laughs> just make sure you use proper punctuation. <laughs> Always, always. I always edit my my uh, my rebuttals to any these people who have only seen Babadook and Midsommar commenting on, you know, Dawn of the Dead, as far as it being old and dated and not very good. Well, you don't know movies. Moving on. So what else are we talking about, Dave? I will tell you what we're talking about, King. Uh, it's been announced <laughs> that uh, this October 14th, uh, once again, uh, Halloween Ends is going to be yeah. uh, be delivered to us through the day and day release with it hitting theaters and Peacock on the same day. Um, what? This was a strategy. Yep. This was a strategy yep. that was also used for Halloween Kills. Um, yeah. Wow. I was kind of all right with that because I got to see it in the theater and then go home immediately and, like, watch it again. Uh, yeah, but that's what I, did. I will say that, you know, with that being said, I'm sure it would have been more, but Halloween Kills did pull in $92 million at the domestic box office. Um, it did well. But I was surprised to hear that they were doing this day-and-day day, uh, release for Halloween Ends as well. So October 14th, they'll be hitting both theaters and Peacock on the same day. It probably just worked out really well for them. 
when they did it for Halloween Kills. It probably just worked out really well for Peacock and also worked out well, obviously, in the theaters. So why not do it again? I mean, obviously, like the ghoul and I, we saw it in the theaters, and we also watched it on Peacock, and that's what I plan on doing for Halloween Ends. I'm going to go to the theater, and I'm also going to watch it on Peacock. I mean, it's fun. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll be seeing it in the theaters yeah. first. I've seen mm-hmm. all three in the theater, and I will make sure. I mean, yep. I've seen the first two in the theater. I will make sure to see the, the third one in the theater for the first time, but I will be looking forward to the ability to go right home and, and, and revisit as quickly as I would like to. I'm just surprised with, with, you know, movie theaters starting to bring in a little bit of money, you know, with, well, specific movies anyway, um, mm-hmm. the decision. You know, obviously the decision works fine for Peacock. Peacock's not the one that made the movie. So I'm surprised right. by, you know, yep. what, what the, the companies that made the movie. It might, might, it might have been the deal they inked with Peacock at the time. Yep. And there's just no way out of it. You know, it's not like they can just say, hey, well, no, now we're not going to put it out, you know, on your service at the same time. Oh, I'm sure it was, yeah. I'm sure there was a deal made, a contract signed, so that they could put it both in, in day in theaters and also on Peacock, which, again, like the dean had said, it, it's a great kind of thing, though, because you can go to the theater, watch it, and be like, oh, my God, that was it. And then you can go home and be like, all right, so what did I miss in the theater? And then you can better analyze the movie. So you could just check oh, no, out what as, you might have missed the first time seeing it. As the viewers, yeah, it's fantastic for us, yeah. you know, for any of us that have Peacock. You know, I mean, we obviously have it for, for WWE. I mean, you know, I, I've got other other things that are on it now. Love Island is, is playing on it, so we're fully entrenched in, you know, this, this season's oh, yeah. U.S. Well, we were. <laughs> we were. We're, we're, we're really it's, – it's kind of getting towards the end, and I, I'm at that point where I really can't stand any of these fucking people anymore. Um, <laughs> so. So, you know, it's like the, 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 we're left with one, like, viable viable couple, and even them, they're, they're not really all that, like, compatible, only because, you know, she's from the U.K., and he's, you know, from New York. So they only have an ocean between them when, when they get out of the fucking, you know, out of the villa. But, you know, you know how all that rolls. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah. Now, you know, there, there are other things that, that I do watch on it, so... It's, uh, but, yeah, again, with a lot of these streaming services starting to, to report issues and, and having problems and things that we're seeing with, like, HBO Max and stuff like that, I'm, uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm shocked. But, like you said, it's, it probably was a deal that was just made for the two movies, and, and there, there's no way about it, I'm sure. You know, with, the six, with that movie making $92 million during the pandemic, <laughs> yep. I'm sure the studio yeah. was probably like, like, fuck, you know, we probably could have made double or triple had we just put it in theaters. That's a good possibility. Yeah, I mean, Peacock comes yeah. with my TV package, so I watch it for WWE, and I also now, because uh, I talked about it with the Monkey West Friday, now I'm a big premier soccer fan, so now I'm just watching Manchester <laughs> United fucking highlights on it. I, I was watching it before the show. I had Peacock on, and now I'm full in on, on Manky United, so I've been watching highlights all week, and I was watching it on Saturday, I watched it on Sunday, and I was like, holy shit, I fucking like this. Oh, Kings are becoming a hooligan. I'm a, man, I'm, a man, I'm a man city boy, so I'm good. <laughs> so, yeah, then I got to watch Chelsea versus Weeds United on Sunday, and that was a fucking epic game. And it was three zip, and I was like, man, I'm all in. So now I'm on Peacock every night now watching, you know, highlights from Premier Soccer. So I was like, now I'm using my Peacock app. Now I have a reason to turn it on and watch it. 
Yeah, see, so we'll know you you're actually watching it. We'll, we'll know you're watching it, watching it when you start saying premiere instead of premiere. <laughs> yeah, so no, I have to turn on the British for that. Premiere, sucker. <laughs> oh, he's coming up Premier with a goal. Fo- <laughs> Premiere Football League. <laughs> <laughs> well, Leeds United has no chance, huh? Uh, <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, man, this is fucking great. I was just drinking my coffee and watching, you know, Premiere, sucker, you know, all weekend, so. It was great. See what it, so thank you. See what happens when Ryan Reynolds buys a football club. <laughs> Which premieres tonight? You know, welcome to Wrexham. So I'm looking forward to checking that out too. There's a new series about him buying a soccer team with Rob McElhenney from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So it's like that's what got me into it. So now I'm all in about soccer. It was intense. You know, these 45 minutes quarters. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So thank you, Monkey, for turning me on to football. <laughs> oh, don't, don't you sit there and blame me for this. You know, I don't even watch that stuff. I just watch it from time to time. I'm waiting for, like I told you, I'm waiting for World Cup. <laughs> yeah, well, we're watching. <laughs> you know, and then that's the, that's the whole thing. I got into it because of Euro Trip, because of Vinnie Jones and Manchester United. Then I find out that he fucking hates Manchester United. He plays for Leeds and he plays for Chelsea. And he's like, I fucking hate Manchester United. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I was like, but he was so into it in the movie. The character, the character king. It's called acting. It's called acting. Oh, your hoi toys. Gotta kick you in the arms. Speaking <laughs> of fucking acting, man, uh, I don't know if any of any of you guys caught the uh, the tweet put out today by fucking Sir Ian McKellen, man. But yeah, I felt for him. He got a, uh, I don't know. I guess he got messaged by by some party or another, claiming to be. Like you know, from from the Ukraine, and that they wanted mm. to uh, they wanted to discuss, you know, like the the Ukrainian president wanted to discuss things with him, as far as you know, possible you know aid and shit like that for the uh, for the country, and I guess uh, mm. I guess you know he decided, you know, he he heard through another outlet that it was like a legitimate thing, so you know, he didn't know what he could possibly do, but he figured whatever, I'll I'll talk to the guy. And uh, I guess it turned out to be, like, some Russian radio show or some shit. Just some dudes having a laugh. Oh, <laughs> man. That's insane. Oh, oh, man. That's insane. All right. So, moving on, Dean, what do we have? What else are we talking about? I will tell you what else we are talking about. Finally. Indeed. After what Barack seems like an endless back. fucking wait, uh, even though we knew it was happening, <laughs> We didn't know when, but we finally, finally, finally have confirmation that just uh, really, if you if you add them up, it's really just a few fucking weeks from now. But October sixth, finally, we'll see the return of Art the Clown, uh, Terrifier two, hmm. finally making its way to big screens nationwide, courtesy of iconic events, and not only that. Art the Clown, or sorry, Terrifier 2, on October 6th, is being released nationwide into theaters without any MPA rating. Uh, So they have not even submitted for a rating uh, through the MPA. They are releasing their film with no rating. So Art the Clown can get up to all of the dastardly deeds that he is known for. Yeah, it feels like you the movie the, uh, has been on the way to us forever, and it's finally. Yes, you can. 
You can. Um, they're releasing the movie through iconic events, and that's how they're kind of getting away with it. Uh, it's going to be limited theaters. Uh, it's mostly going to be digital, mostly going to be VOD. Uh, so I'd be surprised how many theaters it actually gets into, um, mostly because of that X rating. Uh, so it's probably going to be limited to just a couple, probably in the major city areas, metropolitan areas. Um, and then everybody else will have to watch it on VOD or digital uh, when it becomes available. So I don't see it being a nas- national-wide thing where you can go to AMC or Regal or your independent theater to watch Terrifier 2. Um, usually when movies become X, that's what happens. They're like, yeah, we'll pick a couple theaters, we'll throw it in there, and then that's it. So, you know, I don't see this being a big theatrical release. Um, I mean, I have no skin in the game with Terrifier because I don't like it. So I probably won't be seeing Terrifier 2 anytime soon, but nope. that's how they get away with it, Muggy. They just you oh, know, okay. release it in the small theaters, you know, small, just kind of quiet releases in the metropolitan areas, and that's it. Or, or sometimes it's Why are you not going to be seeing Terrifier 2 anytime soon? They release it in like the middle of New York City type of deal. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. They'll drop it in, like, you know, L.A., New York, Austin, you know, you know maybe down in Florida, Miami, uh, those type of theaters. But, yeah, no, I won't be seeing Terrifier 2 because I didn't like Terrifier. One of the things that I get with, uh, with the A-list, you get, like, uh, invitations to, like, special events and, yep. and shit where, like, mm-hmm. you might get cast and, and crew, you know, at, at something. And, you know, unfortunately, every single time it ends up being, like, the AMC in the middle of fucking Times Square. And, like, I'll check the seating <laughs> arrangements and everything, and, and there won't be all that many people going. So it's like, you know, it's not like there's not, no tickets available. It's just, it just sucks right. because I don't want to fucking take a trip all the way out to the city just to, like, you know. I don't, I don't know. I, it's, sometimes it's Mortal Kombat to, too. to meet people. <laughs> yeah, that that is always going to leave a bad fucking taste in my mouth. That was problematic, you know. Oh, it was fucking terrible. Yeah. Terrible. So that's but the Chinese right, theater, man. It was a fucking horrible thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm a date. Yeah, I, I, was I saw that in the theater, too. I saw that in an AMC theater, and I walked out going, what the fuck, man? <laughs> wow. Okay. So, all right, Dean. Moving on, what else do you got? They got a different uh, actor for Raiden. You what happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Lambert. Why isn't he speaking like this anymore? <laughs> <laughs> it's because he got the dude that, that played Ajax from the Warriors. James He went from sounding like Master Splinter to like fucking, you know, just like a typical thug. <laughs> and we gotta go in and we gotta like, go Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Is that is that James Remar? Is that actually dad? Oh, why I believe it is. <laughs> Scorpion yeah, come out to, to play. Him. Oh, that wasn't him, no. No, he was on Twin Peaks. He was the brother. Kato, um, come out to play. <laughs> Dean, continue, please. Sorry. A couple of shutter items uh, upcoming up on the horizon. Uh, They have a new updated version that will be hitting shutter on September 7th of the 101 scariest movie moments of all time. Uh, Mm -hmm. I believe this was uh, something that was on uh, quite some time ago 
uh, that was on like Bravo or AMC or something a long time ago. Bravo. Uh, but it's going to be an updated version of the 101 Scariest Moments of All Time. Again, nice. it's coming on September 7th. Okay. Yes, as am I. And then on September 29th, uh, there is going to be a Shudder limited series called Queer for Fear, a yeah. history of queer horror, including the pansy craze of the 1920s, uh, the mm-hmm. lavender, uh, the lavender scare alien invasions of the mid 20th century, as well as the yep. AIDS obsessed bloodletting of 80s vampire films. They will be re-examining genre stories through the queer lens. Uh, so that is coming September 29th on Shutter as well. And Nightmare on Elm Street <laughs> And The Hunger. <laughs> oh, yeah. And finally, uh, while he was just appearing at a uh, Monster Mania convention, uh, Gary Busey, uh, 78 Boy. years old, was arrested mm, yep. uh, for for lewd acts and apparently touching three women inappropriately during his autograph signing. He's been charged. Hey, he was booted. He was booted out. They booted him out. Yes, he was. Yes. He was charged with two yep. counts of fourth-degree criminal sexual assault, one count of attempted criminal sexual contact, and one count of harassment. And police have revealed they fully expect to hear from more women in the coming days. But while that is true, it has also been reported that back in California after this event, uh, Gary Busey was photographed uh, masturbating in a California park in Malibu on Saturday afternoon. Uh, What the fuck? Gary! Gary! uh, Gary Busey, 78, seen sitting in a public park in California with his pants down. Um, God damn it! And with his pants and pants. The guy has had a history of mental issues. Obviously, not making any excuses for him. I mean, it's, it's you know there there, no. there are enough people there are enough people out there doing that, and there's enough people that we know on Facebook, you know, who are who oh, are yeah. on their fucking their pedestal about that whole. Thing. But you know, regardless <laughs> of that, I mean, yep. the guy obviously has mental health issues, and you know, I, I hope. That that whatever is going on with Gary, whatever is going on with the with the with the women involved, I hope everybody gets the fucking help, treatment, and outcomes that they they deserve in regards to, to totally. all of this because it's a, it's, it's a shame. He's a, a good actor. Yeah. But, uh, yes. Uh, I mean, he was in like a motorcycle the... accident or some shit too. Like yep. way yeah, back yeah, no, he had, a, he had a traumatic brain injury. He had a, he had a traumatic yeah. traumatic brain injury. Uh, if you check the group, I just shared a photo from from the article uh, that I'm reading from right now. Um, oh man! Yeah, on the, is, God, on the fl- Gary. on the fl- on the flip side though, being over 75 and still being able to get get it up, good for you, man. Hey, hey, it, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. we don't know. We don't. There's 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 no guarantee that what's going that on. That could be a wet noodle right there, man. We don't know. It's, 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 he might but, um, he might have been yelling at it. You know, like, <laughs> come on, you're going out of, like, fucking Johnny fucking it's, Utah it's just, in Point Break and give it shit, you know? It's just, yeah, it's yeah, really I mean, sad. It's really sad. But is. Gary Busey has been in, in, in films that, you know, a lot of us have seen and enjoyed. And uh, he's obviously struggling with some serious disorders right now. And, like, the ghoul said, hopefully he gets the help that he needs. The last time I actually saw uh, Gary Busey 
uh, my wife and I were flipping channels one night, and we came upon called something called Gary Busey. Uh, it was called what was it called? It was called Pet. Let me let me check. It was called Gary Busey mm-hmm. Pet Judge. Uh, it was okay. a court show uh, where he was the judge. And people would bring the squabbles that they were having surrounding their pets. It was like a people's court, but about pets. And Gary Busey was the judge. Hmm. Uh, it was really fucking bizarre. This was a show from 2020, so just a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, it was very bizarre. Oh. Um, but, Never heard you know, of this guy's got some serious problems, and it's looking like he's going to be facing a lot of uh, legal issues uh, in his life in the very near future. And, and hopefully he's able to, to sort everything out. I mean, if Paul Rubens could turn it around, so can Gary. I mean, well, Paul Rubens is in a theater, at least, when he took it out and started taking you know, care of himself. And he turns it around. Paul Rubens is right now. Also <laughs> a lot younger, though, and, and hadn't been dealing with it for as long. So. And no brain uh, injury, too. So, yeah. So. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, best of luck to Gary. And, and, you know, I know people like to go with that are on Facebook and getting on their pedestals. But, you know. He just needs help, you know, and hopefully he gets the help that he needs and, and goes back to being the Gary that we love, you know, and it's being crazy but in a safe way. All right, so is that it for you, uh, Dean? Are you done with our news? Uh, sure. Okay, so Ghoul, it is your film pick of the week, class of 1999, directed by Mark L. Lester, coming from the year 1990. Wow, it's futuristic. So let's get into this. What's it about? What do you think about it? Let's talk about it. Well, you know, uh, Class of 1999 is the spiritual successor to a film that I had actually seen in movie theaters uh, called Class of 1984, uh, done by, by the same director, um, who also has gone on. He, he's, uh, he's done movies that you know I absolutely fucking adore, like Commando and, and shit like oh, that, yeah. too. So... Um, but, yeah, like, when, when I was younger, this is one of those films that I ended up going to see in the theater with my, with my aunt. You know, obviously I having zero... I'm going to pause just for one second. You saw Class sure. of 1999 in the movie theater? No, I saw Class of 1983. Ah, uh, uh, my bad, okay, I apologize. 84. In, in the movie theater. Um, 84. Uh, that's the one that I saw in the movie theater. Um... It's one of those that I saw it and had no fucking idea what was going on because I was way too fucking young. I might have been like right. five, six years old. The only thing that I actually remember about Class of 1984 was that at the box? end of the movie, you know, spoilers, spoilers, but at the end of the movie, the, the, the main bad guy gets hung, you know, and it was the first yeah. time I'd ever yep. seen anything like that, you know, in a movie. Like he comes crashing through the skylight. And just, boom, and like that fucking, mm-hmm. that image, like burned into my fucking head. And for years, I had, like, I knew, like, that, like, the name of the movie was Class of Something. But there's so many Class of movies that, like, oh, I could yeah. never really figure it out until just a few years ago. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's it, 1984. So, you know, last week I was, uh, I, I was tooling around trying to figure out what I was going to do this week. I was pretty much set on doing that They Them movie from Peacock. Um, you know, that was a bad. Conversion camp, conversion camp film with Kevin Bacon in it. But then the dean had, had, you know, had to call out last week because he had to go back to school. And you know what? It, and, and it made me think about all my Facebook friends who, I guess, you know, in New Jersey, we go back to school in September. 
But, you know, in other mm-hmm. states, these kids, they go back Same in here. August, you know, and, like, it's fucking bizarre, but, like, I, they, that's what <laughs> yeah. they do. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to do a back-to-school in, in, in honor of, the, of the, the dean and in honor of all these poor kids who are, are stuck going back to class in August instead of fucking September, and, uh, and instead I went with class of 1999. Um, you know, the film follows a, a typical pattern of, Gang-style futuristic warfare in which you know the, uh, the the future is bleak and it's punk, and 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 the kids have taken <laughs> over, and they they rule in these vicious street gangs, unlike the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Foot Clan. You know these teenagers actually kill people; they don't just steal your electronics. <laughs> um, so so. They they have their little war ground, but uh, but the the educational defense security whatever the fuck they call themselves you know council so the have come up with defense. a plan and and their plan was hey we're gonna throw three terminators your way and stick them in your <laughs> school system and sure as hell does that get fun so uh, so so that's pretty much class of nineteen ninety nine. And I like it. Did you enjoy I, it? I like the movie yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a lot of <laughs> right. fucking fun, man. It's, it's silly. Yeah, it's 1990s yeah. silly. And, and it's, you know, this is, this is before Terminator 2. So this is before mm-hmm. all the digital effects. This has got all those, 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 those cheesy 1983 Terminator effects, you know? And, like, I was waiting for, like, <laughs> yeah. the one specific scene that happened yeah, at the yeah, end. Yeah, like, yeah. I was waiting for it the entire time. I'm like, there's going to be a Terminator <laughs> moment, and I fucking am. I'm here for it, baby. <laughs> nice. All right. So, Dean, what do you think about Class of 1999? You know, I... I I was so thrilled when when I learned that this was the pick for tonight's episode because Class of 99, and and, and I do want to start by saying that it is one that I have not seen in, in, in a long, long time. But man, do I have such fond memories of this film, and do I fucking love it so very much. Uh, everything about it, the performances, the fucking wardrobe especially of all of the fucking characters oh, yeah. is just... <laughs> hilarious. And I was talking to, to 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 my wife about it earlier, and I had to actually go back and look because I started to say, "Man!" And what's so great about it is that this is this is like a like this is one of those films that could only have been made in the '80s. And then I looked it up, and because oh. I wasn't positive that it was 1990, but that you know it very well could have been filmed in '89. My point is, is that it's such a it's such a time capsule of a certain kind of filmmaking from a certain era of time. Um, I just I just love it so much. I, I fucking love this. Awesome, Monkey. What do you think about Class of 1999? This movie is really special to me. Um, this, I got introduced to this movie from the girl that I consider my first real girlfriend. The the girlfriend when you're both 16 and you're old enough to have video cards and go out and, you know, make it a blockbuster night and you sit in the video store and argue for two to three hours about what you're going to watch and then and you only end up just making out during the entire time that you're going to watch these movies anyway. Um, and she was just a sucker for dystopian. While she loved her classic Hollywood stuff, she was a sucker for 
just cheesy dystopian films, whether it was, you know, Road Warrior, Road Warrior 2, this movie, uh, She, um, anything that involved this kind of stuff, she just fucking loved. And any kind of this would come on TV because it was a heavy rotation while we were dating. You know, everything was stopping. We have to fucking watch this movie. And uh, so it's just really, really good times. Um, And just so that mixed with what I considered a really, really solid cast. I mean, we're talking Malcolm McDowell, Stacey Keach, Cam Greer, uh, the, the the dude from Jean Claude's Death Warrant, the 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 kid, um, the the kid from the vampire movie, uh, Near Dark, I think it is. Yeah. Um. Yep. You know. So yeah. So it's just, in my yeah. In my opinion, you know, he's the kid from when Key I watch. <laughs> <laughs> and, and my opinion is like that. <laughs> these, these people <laughs> like are really <laughs> these these people are really good solid actors that are just never really given their due. So I was just really enjoying this entire cast, <laughs> and then that mixed in all the cheesy Road Warrior stuff and whatnot. Yeah, it's just a it's a really really good movie. And Ghoul, thanks for picking it, Mikhail. Thanks for taking me back, man. <laughs> Made me feel oh, like I was in high man. school again, man. Awesome. <laughs> All right, awesome. What about uh, you, yeah, uh, and yeah, I mean, this was a heavy uh, rotation movie for me back in the day on HBO. It was like always on, and plus the sequel, Class of 1999, to The Substitute, you know, was another one that I really enjoyed. But this one was just such a highlight because, like the monkey had said, it's kind of great cast: Stacy Keach, Malcolm McDowell, Pam Greer. You know, the kid from Near Dark and also River's Edge, where, you know, he's playing a similar character in River's Edge, where he's just such a fucking douchebag. We're like, I can't wait for him to die. And it pays off in class of 1999. Um, but it's just, it's a fun way of being in 1990, looking at the future of 1999. I was like, yeah, you know, I went to school in 1999. I don't remember anything like this. You know, Starboard <laughs> robots that spank you, <laughs> you know, and just got really psyched about history. You know, it was just, it's a fun movie. It's one of those movies that you could put on and just enjoy it. You know, it's not dated at all. You know, it's just, it's all about having fun and watching this school and dealing with three uh, cybernetic robots that are battle droids. And it's like, what could go wrong? <laughs> it's going to be fine. You know, we're going to bring discipline back into the schools. And then it turns on its head. So uh, I really do enjoy this movie, so I can't wait to get into the narration, which we're going to go into now. So it's 1999, and in the opening, there's very much a borrow from Escape from New York. We find yes. out that the violence has erupted in all major cities in the U.S., causing <laughs> the areas of high schools to become a gang-controlled areas. But for this movie, we're going to be focusing on Kennedy High School, which is in Seattle, which is surrounded by a gang territory known as the Free Fire Zone. Police will not enter. There is no law. The Department of Love Educational it. Defense has been formed to reopen Kennedy High and control the gangs. So we get introduced to Stacey Keach as Dr. Bob Forrest, who looks a lot like Robert Patrick in the Double Dragons movie from the 90s. So if you could <laughs> see those pictures, you would be like, holy shit. Like, they, what, really just, they, they did you just invoke the Double Dragon movie, man? Ouch. I did. Because if you look at both pictures of Robert Patrick and Stacey Keach, it's like, oh, okay, somebody watched Class of 1999. Make the villain for <laughs> Double Dragon. Dude. So <laughs> he is the head of Megatech, and he's holding a meeting where he introduces super teachers, androids that look completely human but are also former military robots. So you have Mr. Bryles, the physical education teacher, 
Mr. Harden, history teacher, and Miss Connors, sexy Pangreer, teaching chemistry. And also with oh, XP3 yeah. hardware to deal with the discipline in Pam Greer's case, that hot body karate, which we're going to see later on in the movie, because she dishes it out like no one can. So Malcolm McDowell, oh, he's playing yeah. Dr. Miles Langford, and he's in disbelief over these androids. No way, they're robots, whatever, they're people. And that's when Bryles pulls open his mouth and shows the robotic body underneath. Sold. Mm. Langford announces that he's that former delinquents who are in prison will be released as part of the new educational experiment, and that will allow new methods of discipline for the robot teachers. And one of these delinquents is Cody Culp, doing his best Stephen Dorff impression throughout the entire movie. Hey, man, I'm just here for my lady, man. I'm just here to ride it out and get a good education. This kid, okay, like it again. I know him obviously from Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three. That 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 is the, the first thing I think of when when I see him. But you know, yeah, yep. he's one of those actors that, like, I look at his face and I'm like, man, I must have seen this kid in a ton of things. And then I look at his like list and I'm like, you know, I probably have not seen not the majority of the, the things that are on this list. This is the kid that if Corey Feldman and Corey Haim didn't exist, would probably have had a huge career. He's like the combination of the two of them. (laughs) He's got Feldman's voice, but like kind of like Haim's like lookish to him, you know, like maybe a little Craig Sheffer. Um, It's it's, it's fucking bizarre. But like you you, you close your eyes and yeah, it's it's clearly him channeling Feldman because that's all I hear. I'm just completely hearing fucking Feldman the entire time. (laughs) And see, I got Stephen Dorff. I was like, yeah, that, that's that's. See, I, I I got I got another Rourke. another perfect example. <laughs> Dorff was like what, like eleven, right? Or like maybe, well, uh, nineteen ninety. Yeah, he was. So he maybe was like he was about thirteen. He might have been like thirteen or fourteen around this point. Yeah, it's, it's when you hear him talk. Yeah, it definitely fell into definitely also Dorff, like in his later career when he was doing like mm-hmm. uh, WTF and all these other movies. Um, so uh, Cody gets out of jail. And he meets with his brothers, Angel and Sonny. And while Angel is young, he is still planning on getting jumped into the Blackhearts gang that Cody was once a part of. Sonny, on the way out of the prison, offers Cody a new drug called Edge. Cody's like, hey, man, I say no to drugs, bro. And he's like, fine, more for me. <laughs> so they decide that immediately out of prison, they're going to school. No breaks. No let's go home for Earth. Let's have a sandwich or something. No, right to school. So they drive right through the fire of uh, the free fire zone acknowledging that the Razorheads, which is the other gang control the entire area sunny angel want to get the hell out of there but cody he's just cruising man and they're running the head of the Razorheads, and a car chasing too so already we're like just breaking into this movie and already we have a car chase with hector on top of their car and flipping off crashing and then the school day has started as they get in there, and they have to go in. But, of course, there's guards all around the school, and they immediately go over to the car with Sonny, Angel, and Cody. And Sonny is taken away because he becomes defensive. You're not checking my car, man, because there's no drugs or weapons. So he gets carried away and beaten because of the policy <laughs> about no drugs or weapons in school. <laughs> yeah, nothing to see here. <laughs> so Angel's like, come on doing his best scrappy do. Let me at him. Let me at him. And Cody's like, hey, man, relax, man. It's cool. We don't need to get in trouble. I just got out of prison. I don't want to get in trouble, man. He's like, yeah, you're a fucking douchebag. He's like, all right, man, I agree. Well, Let's go to school. You know what's, you know what's funny, right? Okay, so so obviously, listen, no, nothing shows that you're guilty more than the fact that you're busy, like, talking about, hey, you got nothing in your car when they fucking start checking you. But 
if this this actor looks somewhat familiar to you, it may not be just because of who he is. It may be because of right. who his father is. Sonny's dad is uh, is fucking Billy Drago. No way. Oh yeah, really? Okay, that's, that's why I he did looks, not know that. If you look at him, he looks just like his dad. You know. But like, yeah, another yeah, actor. I kept there. looking at it and I'm going, man, I know this kid from somewhere. And I'm looking at his fucking list and I'm going, man, I haven't seen most of these. Like, I mean, I've seen shit that he's been in. Like, I've seen Crybaby, obviously. I believe he's the oh, yeah. uh, the fa- he's the father of the one the one that's having all the babies. I think that was uh, what's a face? Hatchet face. Um, no, no, not hatchet face. Oh, no, not hatchet face. Uh, that's Ricky Lake's character. Ricky Lake's character. Ricky what, Lake's, what's the fuck is her name? Ricky Lake's character is the one yeah. that's having all the babies. Exactly. I think he's the, he's yeah. the dad. Yeah. Um, like I, I've seen the movies yeah, yeah. that he's been in and shit like that. But no, it's, it's just because I'm looking at his face and I'm thinking, man, he looks just like Billy Drago. And then, well, there's a reason why he looks like <laughs> Billy Drago. Awesome. Um, so the three super teachers arrive at the school and they have their low-budget RoboCop vision where they're looking at all the students, assessing all the things <laughs> that they have to assess <laughs> as they go in. And they're like, oh, it's a new school year. We're going to have a lot of fun. And Cody meets up with the other members of the Blackhearts gang, and they're like, hey, man, what's going on? He's like, hey, man, don't want no party, all right? All right, well, whether or not you're with us or against us, he's like, well, guess it's how it's going to be. And I was like, dude, I fucking love this. (laughs) (laughs) Either way, I'm dead, so so it doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and Kurt's like, okay, man, cool. So they go in the class, and the first class of the day is chemistry with Miss Connors. And we also see that Cody meets up with Christy Langford, uh, Dr. Langford's daughter, and he's like, hey, you're kind of cool. And she's like, I know, you're kind of cool too. So, okay, fighting relationship. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> so, so this chick, like, man, seriously, had I seen this movie, like, and I think I've caught, like, bits and pieces of it, like, on cable. But, again, remember, I didn't move yeah. to Jersey until, like, 91, 92. So this probably would have been in rotation, but I've never sat down and actually watched the entire movie. Man, this chick, like, if I would have seen this back in the day, I would have had the biggest crush in the world on her. Totally like my type of girl. But but what's really funny and striking me with this... As, as I'm watching the movie, right, like I'm sitting there looking at this school and it's like, yeah, it's all kinds of crazy and all these punk rockers and all these, these, these minorities and everything, they're everywhere. Man, this is yeah. the Republicans' worst fucking nightmare is what this is. This is what the conservative party's worst, this is like Reagan's fucking nightmare. And what's the name this of the is what they tell the fucking. This is what they tell their followers is going on in school. Right now. <laughs> well, hold on, yeah. the best part yeah. is, is you find out that prim and proper Langford came from Nixon high school. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. So that, like, everything yeah. is right there. She came from a Republican school to move into a Democrat school, and this is what's going on in the Democrat and the shit. They're fucking killing each other. Look, they're having babies <laughs> with those Hispanics over there. Look, they're so bad. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, a perfect example is that, yeah, so we have good, good cat school. <laughs> yeah, and it's apt. So, yeah, a razor head tells Connors to fuck off as he's accosting a fellow student for some money, Connors tells the student, be cool, hey, be cool, chill. But there's no chill in sight. So, of course, fight combination number one comes up, and body karate. As she knocks yeah. down one of the students <laughs> and digs the heel of her shoe into another student's foot. Take your motherfucking seats. 
And you're like, yep, 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 yep. Let's talk about We're all down, ready to learn. And Mrs. Connors dealing out the discipline. And it's also worth noting that the body temp of the teachers arises when there is a situation that calls for violence, and that's being monitored by the doctors downstairs in the basement along with Bob Forrest, who's like, this is going great. And they're like, I don't know. I don't think so. And he's like, no, this is fucking great, guys. Like, we are it's the geek squad. <laughs> yeah. I, love that, I love that the geek squad is comprised of like two specific guys one of which who looks like you know kind of like uh bob cross i think is the, is that comedian's name yeah. uh, <laughs> but, uh, pretty cool but you know like one looks like the prototypical nerd in like all of these things the other guy looks like an ex-football player you know what i mean like he just didn't fit <laughs> yeah. the nerd profile his jaw is all squared like his face looks like it's all toned he looked like he he he, he might have been like originally like trying out for one of the roles of the teachers and just didn't get it. So they were like, oh, but we can use yep. you in this role. So I'm going to put you here. Be a doctor. <laughs> yeah. So we, we go out into the hallway, and that's where Cody and Christy start talking. And they have this awkward exchange where they kind of like each other. What's going to happen? And she's like, hey, are you going to call me? He's like, hey, maybe I will be. All right. Got to go to history class. And maybe. Like, oh, my God, I'm so hot and corny right now. <laughs> you know, it's so weird. But it worked, and I was about it. Uh, so we go to Mr. Harden's class, who's a robot disguised as an old man, but he is super charged up at history. Who's ready to learn some motherfucking history? Whoa, let's go. Woo! Yeah. Hey, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, okay, cool. Like, I can't hear it? you. About it? <laughs> let's fucking go. Like, you know, I was like, man, that fucking teacher is so excited to talk about history. Um, and then he starts to explain how it's going to be the most difficult class ever. Like, there's going to be tests every day. You know, and he's really going to crack down on people. And meanwhile, in the back of the class, two gang members, Kurt and Flavio, from separate gangs, start a fight. And then Harden decides it's time for some corporal punishment, which includes an aggressive spanking for both of them, which is going to be <laughs> some questionable fetishes later in so the future. so fucking funny. And this is also Mr. O'Rourke, <laughs> the principal from 3 o'clock high. Um <laughs> I, I I so fucking there's a couple of things in this film that I remember so vividly from the first time seeing it and this and this spanking sequence is one of them like how fucking funny like I just fucking dying laughing and I honestly wait, don't remember wait, what wait, my wait. feelings were I don't remember what my feelings were when I saw it like I might have been fucking scared I don't fucking remember but goddamn <laughs> it's fucking hilarious and watching it now man it's unbelievable oh man like the entire class is like oh my god how's this happening I'll be fucking rolling on the floor laughing seeing these two gang members get fucking spanked from this teacher. Un- screaming. Almost unconsciousness. Like, they, are their heads <laughs> in their asses? <laughs> yeah. Um, so after class, Cody returns home, finding Sonny beaten and bloody by the guards. Angel goes off in search of Edge, and then we find out that the mother is also on Edge, and Cody's like, hey, man. I don't need to deal with this. I got a motorcycle, so I'm out of here, man. I'll see you tomorrow at school. And they're like, where the fuck are you going? I don't know, man. I just need to ride. And then we get back the next day where he arrives on that motorcycle. But just in time to catch Flavio from the Razorhead gang trying to rape Christy by one of the gates. They're like, hey, man, not cool, not cool. And they get into a fight, and all of a sudden it becomes one of those situations where, uh, tisk, 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 you know, Mr. Cody, you just got out of jail, and you're violating it by starting a fight. He's like, yeah, but 
Dr. Langford, he was shutting Rick Rigotti. He's like, no, I get it. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, but, you know, you got rules. I got rules. You know, I'll let this one go. How about that? How about that? I just let it go. You know, thank you for saving my daughter, but, you know, go back to class. It's fine. And he's like, no, next cool. time, You're very next cool, time, Dr. Langford. Let her get raped first, then interfere. <laughs> this way there's an actual <laughs> offense occurring. Yeah, I'm really think, not oh. about that much about my daughter. You know, I just I don't care yeah, that much for her. So she gets raped. I mean, what, what am I going to do? You know, I mean, there's gangs here. I'm scared myself. <laughs> I come into school every day. You get one sit in my office, and I'm like, oh my god, I hope I don't get raped. So Christy takes one for the. You should have seen the eye makeup okay. I used to wear in high school. <laughs> I used to be sexy in high school. They used to call me sexy Langford. I'd come into school every day looking hot. Everybody wanted to rape me, but nobody did because I was scary too. I used to no, that, too. Oh, I, I know. I think the ghoul's talking about when he was in high school and used to wear his makeup with his droops <laughs> when he was in his gang. <laughs> so actually, it was Cody. definitely a, a, a choice. It was a great yeah. choice to put him in this role, um, you know, yeah. and, and I'm yeah. glad they, yeah. they went the way they did with it. Uh, and, and I like the way so he performs it. Yeah, just so this kind, and he just wants the best for the school. He wants them to get an education, and I love what his character becomes later on in the movie. Uh, but first, we have uh, Bryles taking Cody to gym class, where we see Bryles making a joke of one of the Blackheart members, Mohawk, Tend to do push-ups. So in class, ends, Bryles is like, Cody, you're staying after. We might shower. We might I not. do. But anyway. I want Cody, to can't catch a, Cody can't catch a fucking break. He's getting all the teachers. No. Like, what's his fucking luck to get all of them? <laughs> the well, they say, early, they say earlier that they, they made sure that all the trouble kids have the classes yeah. with these teachers. So that's why oh, okay. he's, he's obviously coming out of jail. They're going to make sure that he's going to have all of these teachers. <laughs> yes, all right, Dean, what were you going to say? I was going to say that the actor that played Bryles, I believe uh, that he was one of the actors that was on the very short list, list uh, to possibly play the Terminator before Arnold Schwarzenegger got the job. Really? Oh, wow. okay. interesting. Because she did play a Patrick, really good character Patrick. as that robot. So, yeah. I enjoyed yeah, him. In this I'm, movie. I'm pretty sure he was yeah. on the short list. I mean, I know, I know that doesn't say much because O.J. Simpson was on that short list. But like, I'm pretty sure <laughs> that that this was one of the the actors that was in the running. I'll be back. Uh, ultimately, Dean, before Dean, you really want you really want to laugh because here's something that could have majorly affected you. But uh, during that whole recall election, he ran for governor of California in 2021. O.J. Simpson. No, 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 no. This this actor, Patrick Kilpatrick, <laughs> the guy that did he, oh, did he really? Miles, he <laughs> That's ran funny. Governor I had no idea. in the 2021 uh, recall election. No, holy shit! I thought it was Incredible. But uh, so yeah, Bryles oh, beats the course. fuck out of Cody, and Mohawk does some edge and returns to the gym with a gun, and that quickly happens by Brill like, oh, gotta take him down, and he grabs Mohawk pushes the gun away, and snaps his neck. Marvin Pence, the two Megatech technicians, are like, holy shit, he just killed the kid. What the fuck? Who would have thought a former military robot could do that? And Ford is like, <laughs> self-defense, boys, self-defense. <laughs> and they're like, okay, <laughs> cool. Haven't you seen Terminator? 
1999. <laughs> and then uh, later we see Cody leaving one of the classrooms, slightly bruised, slightly, slightly. But then we see Chrissy coming back from her job as a fortune teller, wearing her whole setup. And she tells Cody, oh, my God, what happened to you? And he's like, yeah, man, it is what it is, all right? I just saw my friend die. How about a little sympathy? And she's like, okay, why are you so hot? As he walks away, what did you say? <laughs> Nothing. Like, you know, and she just walks away. And Sonny arrives to Mr. Harden's class the next day, and, of course, he's all hopped up on edge. See what I did there? He's all on edge because Harden notices ah. that he's under the influence and takes him to the locker. Sonny's like, no way you're getting in my fucking locker. So Harden opens it with his bare hands and finds a whole bunch of on edge. <laughs> and when he opens it and he's like, what is this? All of a sudden, Sonny should have been like, I don't, how does that get there? That's not my locker. Must be somebody else's. I don't do that. But he just doesn't cop to it, and Harden decides to grab Sonny by the chin and proceeds to shove the vials down his throat, bashing his head against the locker, which leads to Sonny's death. And then Harden just goes, all right, I'm going to go back to class, and he tucks. Poor kid's foaming at the mouth and everything, man. He really (laughs) fucked him up. So, yeah, he kills Sonny and goes back to class, and he has the crucifix that Sonny wore, and Cody sees the blood on it and realizes that, Obviously, Harden did something to his brother. Doesn't know what, but he's going to go in detective mode later and figure it out. So Dr. Lanford pulls the three super teachers into his office and demands an explanation as to how Sonny died. Ms. Connors tells him that it's easy. The guy overdosed. Just a lot of drugs. And Mr. Forrest, who is just enjoying a midday banana, also reminds Lanford <laughs> that in defense of Mohawk's death, Mohawk had a gun. Mr. Bryles had no choice but to defend himself. Christy confronts her dad about Sonny's death, and he tells her in Cody's presence that it was an overdose, nothing that I could have done. We need to move on. Christy's like, okay, I accept that. Cody's like, "Uh, no way, man. I don't accept that. I'm super angry because you're going along with the dad's explanation. Later, babe. And she's like, don't be angry at me. So, yeah, they have a really kind of love-hate relationship. He's just my father. (laughs) So... We cut to later that night, and Langford and Forrest go out on their first date. Very romantic, very chill. You know, where they're, you know, obviously Langford's going to have some wine. And Forrest is having some milk. And by the way, what fucking restaurant serves milk? But obviously Forrest gets it because he's fucking Stacey Keach. He gets whatever he wants. Uh, so there's really two spots. Who's going to make the first move? Mike Who's going to have the man. first kiss? You know. <laughs> so uh, Langford is obviously frustrated over the two deaths, and Forrest tells him to relax and that too soon – Everything's going to come to fruition. Everybody's going to make money, and you're going to be the face of this experiment. It's going to be a success, and you're going to get all the things. Like, all right, well, maybe I'll just turn a blind eye to what's going on. It's all right. I'm just going to have a sip of By the way, man, who got fucking milk at a restaurant? I mean, I told you to get the wine. Why don't you have to get the milk? Do you want chicken nuggets, too? We're at a restaurant, God damn it. <laughs> is, it, is it the fucking blue milk? I have a question. Again, like I was, obviously, I just made the joke, but that is truly where – where did you guys first meet Stacey Keach? See, for me, it was the Mike Hammer series. Uh, it was, it was yeah. really popular. I have to the look. 80s. So that, that is where I, I knew him from. But the other place that I knew him from was fucking Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke, where he was fucking <laughs> smoking that weed that turned him into a lizard or some shit. Uh, I first saw Stacey Keach in John Carpenter's Body Bags. He was in that anthology okay. movie where he wanted to grow his hair. And it became, like, obsessive. And Debbie Harry was in that segment. That's the first time I ever saw Stacey Keach. 
And I always used to get him confused with Michael Ironside back in the day. Like, I was like, are they the same person? Like, just because they sounded so, they sounded so similar, I used to get them confused all the time. Like, which one is Stacy? Which one is Michael? Like I used to See, it's, fun, it's, it's funny that you say that, um, but I often got Stacy Keats confused with um, shit. I'll have to look up his name in a minute. I'm just looking at Stacy Keats' God, list to determine the first thing that I that I know him from. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, and uh, me, it's like I don't. Where I don't, do I know him from? I don't. From? I, I don't remember where I actually first ran across him but for me like when I fell in love with his acting was when he was on the show Titus as Christopher oh, Titus yeah. dad. he was great on Titus <laughs> he was fucking so fucking funny on this show <laughs> and on Two and a Half Men where he played a guy that became gay and he found a lover and he was just so he's like oh honey <laughs> you know and becoming this gay guy you know when Charlie Sheen was on it not when uh, when uh, Ashton was on it so while the, the Dean looks that up. So the, there's a scene where Angel is getting jumped into the Blackhearts gang. He's getting beaten up, and he's like, yeah, I'm part of the Blackhearts now. Woo! And Cody's like, yeah, man, I can't be a part of this anymore. I'm not all about this life. And they're like, okay, well, we're just going to have to beat the fuck out of you, too. He's like, oh, man, another one? All right. Yeah, just beat me up, <laughs> Well, the, 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 he's, he, he's getting jumped out of the gang. All right, that's what's happening there. <laughs> yes, yeah. Because they're kind of putting out, you know, that's all. You can't just leave. But the, Lucky they yeah, don't and the weird thing, And, like, he does his okay, like, fending them off for a hot minute. But then they just fucking dogpile him and shit like that. But then again, <laughs> yeah. just like, you know, when he takes on Mr. Bryles, you know, they beat the living fuck out of him next day. Just come bruises. You know, he's like yes. fucking Wolverine, you know. <laughs> a little bruise. And when he goes to talk to Christy the next day at school and they're all having lunch, drinking Eden Soy soy milk, I'm like, they can't get real milk in this school? God damn it. Education. <laughs> That's why they heal so quick. But, it's the milk. Yeah, and <laughs> it she, body she looks at him. And, like, you know, do you remember Christy those commercials she's like, oh my God. You know what I mean? Like, that, that was the thing. Oh, I do. I remember that. But Christy looks at him and she's like, oh, my God, what happened to you? I'm like, what do you mean what happened to him? He's got a little cut on top of his head. He's fine. It's not like he <laughs> was, like, stunning. He was covered in blood the entire time. Until he died. (laughs) But Cody tries to get Christy to join him in just taking a skip day. Let's take a skip day. You're a goody, goody man. You know, you're your father's daughter. Let's take a skip day, and then we'll find out, you know, where the teachers live, man, because I've got to find that crucifix and prove that Mr. Hardy killed my brother. She's like, I don't know. Come on. Okay, I'm with you. So they decide to get on his motorcycle. Drive to the city, and they find out that the three teachers went together. Come and knock on the door. We've been waiting for you. <laughs> and there'll be kisses for me and him and me. Please come and you too. Like you know, that would have been a good show. Let's interrupt the song. So, I, as I look at the list here, it is possible that the first time I saw Stacy Keach was this film, and. The you said Michael Ironside, but the actor that I have confused Stacy Keats with is MC Ganey. Oh, that's a good yes, one too. Yeah, I can see how that could happen. Absolutely, yes, I can see yeah. that. Yep, yeah, definitely could see MC Ganey because they are very, very similar, you know, in voice and in, in just how they look. Um, so I could see that. So 
yes, they decide that they're going to go to the apartment where all three teachers live together. They go to the apartment. They break in. And there's just MC no furniture should anywhere. should have been playing fucking what's-his-name in Uncharted. Sorry, fucking Mark Wahlberg, but that role was not for you, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> MC Gainey would have been great in that role. I would have paid to see yeah, that movie he, MC Gainey. Dude, he would have been perfect for Sully. Yep. MC Gainey yep. is fucking Sully. Sorry. Well, what a perfect role, yeah. So, anyway, so, yeah, they reach the apartment. There's really nothing in there. They go through all the cabinets, and they find WD-40. And then cleaner and yeah, nothing in the WD forty. I was like, holy! WD forty. Yeah, I was like, holy shit! We just walked into a trauma movie. <laughs> yeah. So they find all I just that. Love and that they also every, find the I love that nothing else in this in this movie, nor in that cabinet, like was a recognizable brand, except for WD forty. Like, that shit stood <laughs> yeah. the fuck out. Yeah. Like, they made sure every single label, like, you couldn't read the labels that were on whatever the other cans were. Like, you, like you could clean see that there was the words. But, yeah, but it was like, it was something that was like a specific brand. But WD-40, nope, you knew it. Like, oh, oh yeah. damn. <laughs> so, Christy and Cody, they find the buddy crucifix, and Cody's like, yeah, this is all the evidence I need, man. We got it. And that's when the three teachers arrive back at their apartment, and Mr. Oh, Hart is no. like, we've been invaded. Wow, this is crazy. And that's when they see Cody and Christy running away, and they're like, well, let's go after them. Let's kill them, because that's what we have to do. And we get another car chase on a motorcycle where Cody drops uh, off Christy. He's like, you got to go, man. you got to run. I'll distract him. And, you and we have this great really Great. What are you talking about? Great. This was a bad I taste, it. man. I it, love you, it. It was so funny. You bump. It was you, funny. You, no, yeah, it's like, like it. it was. It was a chase where all of the cars down the street were perfectly paced or spaced, mm-hmm. so that you could yeah. so that you could just weave in and out and whatnot. And then we sit there and bump. When you bump a motorcycle, and they go over. Okay, they don't stay off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't say it was great. And then it was like greatly filmed, and it was just really good. No, it was funny. That's why I liked it because they eventually get to a pier where Cody ditches his motorcycle, and the car is coming around to the pier. And then you get like the one-liners. I don't, I don't know if I like to swim. Up oh, here we go. Let's take a dive. And I'm like, oh man, they're doing one-liners as they're crashing into the water. I, I hate water. <laughs> <laughs> So they yeah. eventually emerge out of the water. So, yeah. And they, they decide at this point, <laughs> yeah, emerging from the water, they decide they're going to pit the Blackhearts versus the Razorheads. Like, that's the only way oh. we could just take them all out. Let's just take everybody out. Fuck them all. Because they're uh, evolving back into the battle droids that they were in the military. So it's like, let's just take them all out, and we're going to be fine. So let's just do that. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. So we see Angel and Cody playing, again, basketball. So Cody's trying to bond with Angel. But then he's like, oh, i got to go do homework. What a wingwad, am I right? So Angel is like, fuck that guy. I'm just going to keep playing by myself. And then as he's walking home, the three teachers appear in the car, chase him down, and then throw Angel against the side of the house, and that's how he dies. They're like, yep, <laughs> we're just going to cower in front of him and then kill him, and then we'll blame it on the Razorhead. So shortly after... Connor sees Noser, a Razorhead, coming out of a pizza joint. She kidnaps him, and while the other Razorheads are waiting for him, he's thrown through a window after being set on fire. 
So Hector's like, on fire. Man. <laughs> 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 yeah. I, no, I just love that they man. Friday the 13th the fuck out of this guy. And, like, Angel, just, Angel yeah. gets, like, the most basic style, like, death. This dude got lit on fire and thrown through a window. Like, at what point do they think love that it. the... Like, the gang is even capable of physically doing this. Like, what did they do? Put him in a fucking scorpion or something and shoot him through the window? (laughs) So they do that, and then the next morning, Cody arrives at the Blackhearts hangout, and for some reason, Dawn and one of the other Blackhearts are holding up Angel's body, and they're like, oh, man, fuck it, he's dead. What the fuck are you holding his body up for? (laughs) You're doing a weekend at Bernie's right now? We're like, hey, I'm still alive. I'm Angel. Let's play basketball. But no. Mm-hmm. Cody arrives, realizes that his brother's dead, and Dawn sees a basketball that has Warzone. Hi, you. Be there. And like, okay. Bum, bum, bum. Beat me in. And meanwhile. Beat me in. <laughs> so, <laughs> Spencer Marr. He needs to get his ass to get back into the gang. As if, like, you know, just being <laughs> yeah. like, hey, I'm back in isn't enough. They're like, oh, hey, listen, we got to kick the shit out of you again before we decide to go have an airsoft war with these guys. <laughs> oh, sure. So, uh, Spence and Marv get a moment. Airsoft war. Yeah. So, Spence and, Spence and Marv get a moment with Dr. Forrest where they're like, I think the robots are reverting back to their military form, and it's probably a problem. And he's like, hey, you know what? I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. I'll see you later. And they're like, okay, well, we're definitely not dying, right? Oh, no, 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 you're going to be fine. Just hang out here in the basement. <laughs> and he leaves. And then we see the war looming, you know, at the war zone uh, between the Blackhearts and the Razorheads as both gangs arrive. And they begin shooting at each other. And the super teachers also arrive and split up to exterminate both gangs. Briles and Connors make short work of numerous gang members by snapping necks, firing guns, and then take whatever else they kill. And, of course, grenades. Because Briles yeah, loves his grenades. Next. Just fire yeah. them off <laughs> And then Harden, just, <laughs> Harden walks into one of the buildings where Hector is shooting and hides as Cody and Reedy, one of the Blackheart members, enters. And they have the intent of taking on Hector. But Reedy is grabbed through a wall by Harden and bent in half like Sheriff Bears in Friday 13th Part 6. That's when Cody discovers that Reedy has actually been ripped in half by Harden. He's like, oh, man, this is crazy. Harden's here, and he just ripped my friend in half. And he shoots at Harden, which has no effect. Cody runs from the building but sees Bryles and Connors approaching. He makes it to his motorcycle and rides off. Bryles thinks that their plan is failing, but Harden tells him that they'll make the gangs come to them at the school. We'll figure it out. It's going to be fine. So Cody tells the gang that Harden killed Reedy, not the Razorheads, but they are reluctant to believe him. Blackheart's like, no way, man, no way, man. It had to be the Razorheads. So the next day, while Cody is still dressed like a skateboarding pirate in the 90s, he tells Christy that the teachers are not what they claim to be and that she needs to tell her dad. She refuses and stop acting crazy. But meanwhile, Langford in his office has had enough. All right, it's not working out very well because I don't have any money and I'm not on the cover of any magazines yet. Forrest, like, what's going on? Like, you told me I was going to have photo shoots, <laughs> I was going to be popular, and this isn't working out very well. So I think I just need to terminate the entire program. Well, Forrest doesn't have any plans on exterminating the program anytime soon, and Bryles lifts up Langford onto his feet and sticks his fingers into his throat, killing Langford. Oh, my God, Malcolm McDowell, you died too soon. 
Well, uh, I was ready for him to die. I was like, you know what? He's playing a good character, and he gets fucking got. I was like, no, not Malcolm McDowell. He's too pure for this world. (laughs) (laughs) So Hector gets a quote-unquote call from Cody saying that he wants to be face-to-face at the school entrance. Connors goes to the Langfords' home and kidnaps Christy. And then she calls Cody and pretends to be Hector. And, my God, Pam Greer, you can actually do voices? That's amazing. She's like, yeah, man, need you at the school. Wow, man, you are not in enough movies, Pam, because you have massive talent. But the call, however, convinces the Blackhearts that it wasn't actually Hector, because why the fuck would Hector actually want to go back to the school? He hates school. <laughs> like, why, would, why would he want to meet us at school? It's the last place he would want to be. Got to be the teachers. All right, let's go. So they decide to go to the school. Also, by the way, Spencer and Mark, super dead. You get to see their dead bodies in the lab in the basement of the school. Yeah, they've, they've been gone. So they, they've been kicked out of the way. Hector and Cody meet at the school with the other gangs. Cody tells them that all the teachers kidnapped my girl, killed my brothers. Let's fucking go. And they're like, yeah, dude. Let's fucking kill some teachers. <laughs> and, of course, they were that excited. I just the way that he said it, oh, man, they kidnapped my girl. They killed my brother. And all of a sudden, they're like, yeah, dude. I'm like, man. I was like, he has a very weird way of fucking hyping people up. Like like, like the Gore said, sounding like Corey Feldman, accurate. That's exactly how it's it is. It's, it's, it's inspirational. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so both gangs rush to school. Cody and Hector riding the motorcycles through the school looking for Christy. Through the hole. And they're both knocked up their bikes by, by Connors. So Connors knocks them both off their bikes, and Hector shoots at her. But then it turns out that Connors reels her chest, Bionic Tatas! And she just pulls open her chest, showing the, the, the robotic skeleton underneath, and she starts to laugh. As she reveals, her arm becomes a flamethrower and just starts trying to torch them. And it kills a bunch of random gang members, just not, you know, the main character. The main characters get away. And then Bryles appears and reveals that he can pull off his synthetic flesh, and he has a missile launcher underneath. So, okay, now we're finding out what they have. And Cody decides I love he's going to run off. And, yeah. Just I, love he just fires off the I, I love them fucking <laughs> ripping off their fleshy parts. It's fun. It, <laughs> it's cheesy. But it's great, man. It's a good it time. Is, it so, is. Yeah, so Cody decides he's going to go off in search of Christy. Uh, Flavio decides he's going to be the one to distract uh, Bryles. You know, the guy that tried to rape Christy, all of a sudden now he's a hero. Because he decides he's going to distract Bryles. Uh, doesn't end well for him because Bryles just shoots a missile at him and throws him out of a window. So, yeah, rest in peace, Fabio. You're no longer in this movie. <laughs> As it just caught, it just, I love the shot of the motorcycle flying out of the window and it's like, yeah, he's definitely not coming back. Uh, so, Cody eventually <laughs> finds Christy bound and gagged in a remote area of the school. And then a Blackheart member, Kurt, appears uh, and keeps watch while Cody totally saves his old lady, man. As they're reunited, Harden shows up and is shot several times by Cody and Kurt. Once again, Harden's not really effective, but then he shows that he has a weapon too, which is a large claw with a drill attached. And then Kurt <laughs> just gets sandbagged <laughs> out of this movie with a drill right to the forehead. Where he's like, no way, man, Whoa. no way, man, stop it, man. And then just gets drilled to the head. And then just as Harden goes after Cody, Cody's like, oh, by the way, there's a gun next to me. And then just fucking pops it in the Harden's mouth and blows away his head. No more Harden. No, he's gone. You know, one robot down, two to go. 
your history, man. I'm like, man, what the fuck is one last uh, tour? You fucking Kurt Russell? You got it in this movie. <laughs> so now it's time for the final boss fight between Miss Connors, Christy, and Cody. Christy discovers that her dad's been killed. And, oh, no, no time to mourn. We got to go. He did. So the couple run into the chemistry lab, and Cody tells Christine to turn all the gas into the room. Oh, man, the old Dr. Luma special. We're getting a Halloween 2 special in this. <laughs> As Connor arrives into the lab to explore the room, Cody makes his presence known and throws an axe at her exposed chest cavity, and she reacts by using her flamethrower. Wrong move! And she explodes. <laughs> so now we have Connor's down. I was so upset because Pam Greer, man, she was so good in this fucking movie. <laughs> she knew yeah. what movie she was in, and she acted accordingly. <laughs> she knew exactly what movie she was in and had no problem playing that character. So after she explodes into the chemistry lab, Cody and Christy reunite with Hector, who is apparently the only survivor as Bryle shows up. So they run outside. Hector distracts Bryles while Cody and Christy run to a nearby school bus, which Cody manages to hotwire effortlessly. Like, just no problem. And we go. Oh. <laughs> what? He is a thug. That's not how it works. He's a, he's a gang member, man. He's, he's a bad kid. So they they take the bus. They run over Bryle. And the couple jump from the bus as it hits Bryle. that crashes into the school, causing an explosion. So the three decide to go check out the school for other survivors. And then they find Dawn dead, who was the one that found the basketball earlier. And then Hector hears a noise. And then we go, da dun dun dun, dun. Is that the Terminator? <laughs> and the Bryle is coming back as half-man, half-smiling, happy-go-lucky robot. <laughs> when he shows up, you know, as that weird robot Terminator where he's got the smile on his face, like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah we're only a couple of years away from T2. So, <laughs> take notes. <laughs> so as they run away from the half-man, half-robot that now Bryle has become, Forrest manages to grab Christy and takes her hostage. Forrest wants to keep the experiment going, which, of course, means that the three will have to die. Hector's like, hey, no way, man. And he tries to attack Forrest with a knife, and Forrest is like, oh, really? I have a gun. Bam, bam, bam. He's dead. (laughs) No more Hector. And just as he's about to shoot Cody, Terminator Bryle shows up and kills Forrest by punching his heart through his chest. Right through the chest. And now, this is the thing. I thought the entire time that, that Forrest was an android. Just because of the weird fucking eyes that he had. I was like, he has to be an android, too. Just a more sophisticated android. But he's fucking human. Like, why the fuck are your eyes weird? Like, they never went into it. I was like, it would have been so much better if he had punched through Forrest's chest and it was all just gears. He was like, supposed to be an that. albino. That, that, that was them trying to make him look like an albino. That, <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, Nah, his eyes would have been pink. Um, I think the idea might have just been like, you know, you're supposed you're supposed to think like, hey, this is the future. Maybe he's got like cybernetic implants or something like that. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. That's the only thing. That's the only thing like I could I could take from it with it too. Uh, I agree. Though, was, yeah. One of those where I, I really thought that they were going to go with him implant. being like he was going to be right. like a cyborg or something like that. And uh, yeah. yeah, it kind of would have mm-hmm. made a little bit of sense. To, to have that as a reveal, um, but and, and I don't know that yeah. My memory, yeah, so, I think, in my memories, I think my memory was that he was a cyborg. And he wasn't. He was human because he had a heart. So and that got punctured his chest. 
or Bryles. Unfortunately, that's what we get, Forrest's death. But then Bryles is now after Christy and Cody, but luckily Cody has his forklift certification. Good thing that when he was in prison, he got to learn how to do that. Um, because he uses a forklift to spear Bryles as Christy puts a chain around Bryles' neck. And then Cody begins driving in circles Part so the that the chain becomes program, tighter and tighter. Forklift certification, one on one. So <laughs> Cody begins driving around in circles so that the chain becomes tighter and tighter around Bryles' neck. And then we get to see parts of the body falling apart onto the floor until finally the head is decapitated, falling to the floor. So with now Bryles being officially dead, which would have been great if they just had that one moment of his face, and then you just hear, dun, 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 and then his eyes start turning red. Like, oh, he's not dead. <laughs> he's coming back. <laughs> you know, but they didn't do it. Instead, I was Cody waiting for Hector to come back the whole time because you know what? He looks, he, like he, he, the, he looks like he takes the shot. He looks like he He looks like he takes the shot to the shoulder. Like the way the actor took like the the the, the bullet. Like he kind of falls like up at an angle, and and it has that that shoulder look where the character will come back at the end with like that whole like, oh, you thought I was dead, but I'm really here. Yeah, no, you know what? I, I thought he got shot more. I didn't think he just got in the show. I thought he got some in his chest. So that's why I thought, like, yeah, there's no way he's coming back. So it's like, okay, so Christy and Cody are the last two survivors. So they are the last ones. There's no more Blackhearts. There's no more Razorheads. So what's the future hold for these two? We don't know because we have to fade to black because the movie is now officially over. So, yeah, I, I love this movie. So I couldn't wait to talk about it. Couldn't wait to do narration. Yeah, so great pick. Um, so as we close out, because we've got three minutes left, uh, Dean is not going to be a part of next week's show. He has some things to do. So we quickly flip-flopped my pick with his, so he's going to go after me next week. So Ghoul, Monkey, you know, we've covered 1999 by way of 1990. So I'm going to take you guys back to 1996, <clears throat> okay? And we're going to talk about a movie called Freeway. Directed by Matthew Bright. Oh, get the fuck Renee. out of here. I fucking love that fucking movie. And every ounce of my fucking being. Kiefer Sutherland. Uh, uh, Sexo. fucking shield in that. Bueno. And fucking Reese. Oh, my God. Yeah, Reese Witherspoon. Kiefer Sutherland. Amanda Plummer. Brittany Murphy. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, next week, because uh, I have to switch my pick real quick. So, yes, uh, Ghoul and Monkey will be covering pick. Freeway. From which is I've checked this movie multiple times, and I'm always on like the fence <laughs> yeah. as to whether or not it's like a horror film or not. And I know like it's there's a, a lot of there's a lot of shitty shit that goes in there. So yeah, like you know that's like I said, that's why I'm always on the fence with this one. No, I'm glad you're picking it, man. Cool deal. Looking yeah. forward to it. And just I I do know right off the top of my head that it is currently hosted. All you need to sign up is that is a library card. It's on that Canopy streaming service. It's on Canopy. Yes, and it's also on Shutter. It's on Shutter. So cool. It's on Shutter. That's why I picked it, because I saw it come up on Shutter. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. We're covering that movie when it becomes my pick. So, yeah, we're going to talk about Freeway from 1996. Uh, and I know, Monkey, you'll be able to find it. So, not worried about that. So, got go it. ahead. Uh, got got it. <laughs> and go ahead and sign yourself off for tonight. All right. Thanks for letting me come in your ears. Good night, everybody. Mwah. <laughs> All right. And Dean, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you back here in two weeks for your pick. Yes, that is correct. Audio, All right. have a good cool. one. Sign yourself off as we get ready to ride the freeway next week. Stay scared, everybody. Stay scared.
Be bueno. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. That's going to be a great episode, I hope. So, anyway, uh, I'm your old pal, the King R. Angie G. Thanking you so much for listening to this episode. Hail Satan. Hail yourselves. Hail Odorous. Watch horror movies. Keep America strong. And we'll see you back here next week where the ghoul, the monkey, and I cover the 1996 Keep the Southern Roots Witherspoon movie, Freeway. <laughs>